That's when it was crumping. We got a crump name. Yeah. Crumping? Crumping. Yeah, yeah, crumping. Yeah, crumping. Crumping. That's what it was. Yeah, that's that Atlanta. I said crunking is crumping. It's yeah. crumping. I thought it was crunk dancing, like C R U N K. No, crunk was the genre crunk. of music, like trap. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was a dance there. I think it was like a West Coast dance. That, that. Crumping? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. West, crumping was a West Coast dance. Hmm. I'm surprised you don't know that. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I knew it. What you knew? Don't you know no good? Don't, don't you know, know no good? good. Don't, don't, don't. Edges, oh, edges. Gina, Gina, Gina. Oh, so funny. So I was watching Martin. I was like, wow. Like, how, if they brought that back, because I know they were talking about bringing back, how would they recreate that? You can't because Sinead ain't going to be old as fuck still. Again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was thinking about that episode this morning when she was fighting, when she was finna fight Pam and Gina and she dropped all her jewelry. Yes. And she said, I know what this is. Y'all jump me. <laughs> Y'all jump me. And when Kilolo didn't find out about what's going on around. <laughs> no. Listen, let me tell you something. No other name is known in infamy as the most ghettoest name alive other than Kilolo. You're right. Key. Their whole crew. Kilolo. What about and what was uh Jamie Foxx's name? Um the girl that he played with the Wanda. Wanda. Wanda, okay, my bad. Mm. But Wanda wasn't that Wanda, bad. Wanda was just ugly. As, as sin. fuck. As mm-hmm. sin. <laughs> as sin. Just ugly. Mm. Ugly. Ugly. Mm. So. Mm. You ugly. You show is it's ugly. ugly. That's all they say. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Yeah, yeah. You, you ugly. Mm hmm. M Y. Can't score a point. So you. That was Moesha. <laughs> you can't score a point, so get your booty off this court. You up there. Y'all remember that? And Kim's like, <laughs> and she did that tick. She, she did. <laughs> she did. And was real salty that Kim made the chilling squad, and she did. <sighs> and she was like, I'm Mo, I'm Amta. She's like, Don't nobody care about that. I got the voice, Curtis. I got the voice. <laughs> Yeah, Welcome to No Shit uh, Sherlock, where it doesn't take a genius to have a clue regardless of who you're talking to. We talk about everything from relationships, pop culture, social media, and everything in between. I am the Old Testament of Petty. Uh, OTP. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about Carmen. Y'all remember when um, she was sitting at the uh, table reading the tarot cards? With, um, <laughs> that awful ass movie. The hip hop. With a white club. Movie was he said, ah, girlfriend, get your mind on life. That's what I thought about. That was anyway, I'm, I'm a doula. What's up, y'all? And we're going live tonight on Instagram. IG. We got some people that have joined us already. Hey, y'all. And I am the Lance 2.0. What's going on, everyone? All right. Happy Monday. Oh. Yeah, it's the 15th. <laughs> oh. So somebody got paid and somebody got put out. My Lord. Yeah, because, you know, Ren is doing the first. Late on the fourth, you out by the fifteenth, mm. like trash. Mm. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> so we are gonna get it started, get it cooking with a little foreplay, foreplay. So, if you could create a course to be taught in any level of education, what would it be and why? Mm. If I create a create a course. Mm-hmm. 
The art of sexual freedom. I knew it was going to be something that got <laughs> sex and something about freedom. <laughs> Please expound on the why. Uh, well, I would do it like at a, I actually would do it at a high school level. And I would, it because I don't want, I don't, I feel that. Okay. This is what I feel. I feel that a lot of times we were shamed into sex Sex is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing, everybody. Right. Sex is a beautiful thing, especially when it's with someone you love. I'll admit, when when it's with someone you love, it's all better. But a lot of times, I don't care about. I mean, no, I've had um, now, you, now, now, look, I've had I've had amazing sex with a you know just one night stand, but I feel like I feel like <laughs> you have to teach people to teach kids i mean teenagers to embrace their bodies embrace their sexuality of who they are because sexual freedom is not just um heterosexuality it's homosexuality is um try try it's the um what's that p word we were talking about last year pansexual and polyamorous, polyamorous. all of those things and i think because <laughs> Lately, you see, I've seen some things, you know, I follow this tweet, this Twitter page called HBCU Confessions, Mm -hmm. which is horrible. Everybody, go follow. Yeah, I think they make up a lot of that shit, but go follow that stuff. (laughs) Go follow that. But it's a lot of stuff out there. And you see a lot of people just shaming people for what they do. It's just. I don't know. I just I want people to be more accepting sexual sex is not a dirty thing. You know, it's it's can't. It can be if you want it to be, you know, but I mean, feel free to explore shit. That's what you're going to do. And that's why, you know, maybe STDs wouldn't run so rampant if people weren't ashamed and trying to hide who they fucking and everything. Right. And Mm -hmm. asking the proper questions. Right. Asking the proper questions. What do you like? That's that's what feels in relationships, too. Right. And then I think being okay that you everybody may not like anal. Everybody may not like it this way. Everybody, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying because people feel like just because they're doing something, because a lot of people, they don't like rough, rough, rough sex all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't like it, period, because it puts them in an uncomfortable state, but they feel like they have to do it because they don't know how to express themselves. They want to be known as freaks and stuff like that. So that's Mm -hmm. good. And you don't talk about, you know, condoms and all that stuff because you're so afraid. It's so taboo to talk about sex, you know, that. You end up in a situation. Oh, we just both hot and horny. Let's just fuck right now. But you know what else is funny though? But like, like you said to your point, as far as um, talking about sex, they don't they don't really teach um, sex ed like they used to, or how it mm-hmm. should. It should have evolved at this point, right? Like, how do you have safe sex with different partners? You right. know, because you have people who have sex with the same sex. You have people who have sex with the, you know, multiple people. Okay, so you know, mm-hmm. don't just put on a condom. And that's it. You know. What else you do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How to do that? So I, I guess that that is. Yeah, because my mama just told me she was like, "If you bring a baby, you just you getting the hell up out of here." You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's how it was. <laughs> that's how it was back in the day. You know, it's like that's don't, it. No, they said don't bring no babies up in here. Right. So I was different. My mama said, you know, if you have sex before you get married, your thing will fall off in the toilet. <laughs> See, that, that'll stop See. you. That'll stop you. <laughs> or you just tell them to Google blue waffles. What the fuck? Is <laughs> Google it. <laughs> It better have blue, blue waffles. I mean, I'm just saying. Hell no! <laughs> Google it. You'll see. Um, so my class will probably be how to handle bullies and peer pressure. That is an excellent one. And I would do it in the sixth and seventh grade. Mm. 
because I think that's when the time, you know, kids start going through the change. That's about mm-hmm. what? Uh, No, eighth and ninth grade. I'm sorry. Cause that's about what? 14, 15, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um, but, but really now, I think the earlier. It's yeah. Better. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's, now, well right? you, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because now yeah. with social media and um, and technology and everything, I think that is the best time because, you know, so many kids are like committing suicide or threatening suicide right. or bringing guns to school because they don't know how to deal with bullying. A 10-year-old just committed suicide because you know he was I mean? bullied. So mm-hmm. I think um, teaching a class on how to deal with that and, you know, shade and reading and all that other kind of shit can come into class too, you know, because those are tools. You know, back right. in the day, we used to call it ranking. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to get you up off me. Your mama, black. <laughs> <laughs> she black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now people just like, I don't know what to say. I'm going to tweet you. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I and think, they hide behind. Right. Right. They can hide behind a computer or a screen and not show who they are and, you know, really like make people life a living hell. So I think that's what, what course I would create. I think it would be good for the times mm. okay um for mine i would do um seventh grade and eighth grade as well and mine would be called adulting 101 um because i think you know that's a new thing now but back in our days we didn't know they taught us certain things in home economics or home, home economics yes i, didn't I did finance. but i think it'll be important mm-hmm. to actually because it'll be important to have it right then there because people they'll students would kind of get the in their mindset on how to start spending money, how to save it, when not to uh, ball out, when to ball out, and things of that sort. They can learn a little bit earlier mm-hmm. because, of, unfortunately, a lot of parents, you know, parents are getting younger nowadays and they're not able to raise their children to be financially literate. Financially mm-hmm. literate. Um, and even in high school, certain courses, like they don't even have home economics anymore. So mm-hmm. certain courses, it still doesn't It ain't prepare. in the budget. Right. It's in the budget not. to teach you how to make cakes. <laughs> right. And, and stuff like that. So, um, I would do Adult Team 101 just to kind of tell them about how things actually possibly could work, what you may need to do, what mm-hmm. you need to prepare for. And then when kids come into the midst, you know, it, it'll kind of just be a big umbrella of things we talk about because everybody's not going to college. We know that. And, you know, what's fun, another thing that I that I think about as far as creating a course is like when you get into like the 10th and 11th grade, have a course that teaches financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Credit, credit cards, how important credit is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because so often we don't learn that, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, we learn it by trial and trial by fire or once we get older, we paid for it three times over. And the right. thing is, is that with that, especially, especially as soon as you turn 18 and, or especially in college, yeah. the credit card offers. Because I mean, think, cause think about root. it. Once you turn right. 18 mm-hmm. as a senior, you automatically get on the radar right. of things. And mm-hmm. if your parents were 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 thinking ahead and they've already added you mm-hmm. as an authorized user so that you can have credit history by the time you turn 18, you can get any card you want. Right. Right. And not knowing how to use that. Not knowing how to use that and not knowing um, that you don't just use it because you don't have the cash right now. Right. You use it with the intent to pay it off in full at the end of each month. That's the that's the that's the method behind it. Use your credit cards instead of using your bank account because you get something back. Mm-hmm. Perks and rewards and things like that. And I think teaching that and teaching responsible habits on um, how to use that to your advantage and have a, a, a 820 or 850 credit score by the time you're 25 or whatever. You know, you'll save so much money in life right. mm-hmm. having good credit versus not. Yep. Because you can pay for the same thing 
three times over just because you got a 620 credit score versus a 750. Right. Yeah. Parents, stop getting stuff in your kids' names. Stop getting your lights, your water, your ballet <laughs> trash. <laughs> See, I didn't I didn't have all of that. <laughs> so it's like I, sometimes I don't understand why I'm not as financially free as I could be because my grandmother instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. Saying, especially like my mom and all of that. And I mean, I, just because she instilled it don't mean you, you, you right. practiced. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and I did at one point, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, when things change, things change as well. Yeah. But my grandmother was, she didn't have a job, but she had A1 credit, you know, could get anything, you know, so mm-hmm. it just was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, and I got this amount of <laughs> stacks, and you know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you could put two celebrities in the ring to compete in any way, who would they be and how would they complete, compete and why them? <laughs> I know somebody's gonna say a sing off. <laughs> I was gonna say a sing off because <laughs> I was gonna say um, I still I still want that um, Rihanna and Tiana Taylor to get in the ring <laughs> from, <laughs> from that beef they had <laughs> when they was going now, back and forth. <laughs> now I love Riri, <laughs> but, but Tiana go tap that ass. She is. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna going she 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 gone. Yeah, maybe we need to put her in a ring with somebody on her playing field. Who who's a good shade thrower? Because we could have a shade contest between Rihanna and K Michelle. K Michelle. I say fifty cent. <laughs> That's <laughs> un- hell. He just petty as fuck. No, we- <laughs> shady, petty. no, you got to put him in with somebody who's just petty as fuck and with him. But oh okay. yeah, yeah, Rihanna and K Michelle. Yeah, Rihanna and K Michelle, that'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, and a shade fest. Okay. Hmm. Um, for me, I would put girl groups. So I would put um, girl groups of the past. So um, I probably do. Brownstone. Oh, <gasps> you just go up for them. I just be like, why? I love Brownstone. I love Brownstone. I love Brownstone. But um, um, because I kind of want to see like what they did then, and then see how they can apply it now. So you got people like Escape, who was really big in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But like, how would a nineties group stand the test of time today? Well, which Brownstone you talking about though? Because there were two different Brownstones. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me let me you back. You better have his uh, contract Brownstone. <laughs> Brownstone. Actually, I'm gonna take that back. So in Vogue, that's why I said that's the only group that can in stand. Vogue, in, they can sing. They can't stand <laughs> against the other ones. They could. I, I think I think I'll put in Vogue and I'll probably bring Destiny's Child back and see how that. Goes. So it's gonna be a sing sing off or uh, just our overall performance or sing off talent. Um, no, this, oh, I'm not gonna do it. I do it. Oh, because then you'd have, to, yeah, because you know, the sing out, the sing, the singing part in Vogue. But then when you get put, you pass some choreography that's into what that. I said, talent. <laughs> that's gonna be. A, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be talent. a whole nother. <laughs> we don't know how how they breath control is when <laughs> you put that add that choreography yeah, into that. Nothing knows telling them to run and sing on the treadmill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it a little bit further. To gospel celebrities, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about singers because you already talked about singers. I want, would like to a preach off the pre, a preach off. 
and I, it shouldn't be competitive. It but really it shouldn't be competitive, but it is. Unfortunately, what would they, the winner get? All the ties. All the ties. <laughs> All the ties. Mm-hmm. Um, I really would like to. Jackie McCullough. I know y'all don't know her. That's one of my favorite female preachers of all is. times. Um, I actually know who she is. You do? Yes. Oh, see, it's heathen season now. Oh, it ain't I'm always I'm I'm, I'm I'm shocked, <laughs> friend. I don't know. I don't even. Let me drink some tea. I don't. I'm a sinner. Yeah, you're a heathen. <laughs> and um, Bishop T D Jakes. Of course, we all know who he is. And what the hell he be saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And Bishop Noah Jones. I just want him to have a preach off. They just really like have like a, a triple threat. Well, McCullough's going to win. Yeah, she and just. Fir- and first runner up is definitely going to be Noel. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yes, because I don't understand what the hell TDJ be saying. I I do, but Jackie McCullough definitely would be uh, the winner because she she is a walking Bible. They used to say that by my pastor as well because he does. He's he's a big theologian. Um. So, um, but yeah, I would like to see a preach off. He a big would, what? Hmm? He a big what? Theologian. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you don't like that? Mm, that's a nice word. So nice piece of word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of words, <laughs> <laughs> words of wisdom, words of wisdom, Medulla. What are your words of wisdom this week? This week. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm about to preach. It sounds like it. Be teachable. Oh. You're not always right. Um, that's my words of wisdom this week. <laughs> um, because a lot of people get so high in themselves or so high in their craft that they feel like no one can touch them. And I definitely believe in always constantly learning. You know, being up under somebody learning, even if you're at the top of your game. Try it this way. Listen to somebody who may be on like, oh, have you ever considered this? Have you ever considered that? Um, a teachable moment. Because just because you've been doing it this way, and it may have actually worked, but you still can learn something new. You're not always right. You're not the only one that may have some actual common sense. Somebody else may have a little bit more common sense in lame terms that just, you know, whatever. Um, just like Bill Gates. You know, Bill Gates was, he was very smart, mm-hmm. but he used simple stuff. And look, he's the richest man in the world, one of the richest men in the world. Um so I think you definitely always can be teachable. Be teachable. You don't know it all. It's a teachable moment. Slow down. You're moving <laughs> way too fast. <laughs> Lance. Oh. What are you going to give us this week? <laughs> you know it's my favorite <laughs> holiday coming these, these sound up. Effects. My favorite holiday is coming up this Saturday. So in, oh, it is 420. And it's the day before Easter. Can you believe that? <laughs> I said, who the hell did that? But uh, <laughs> who, who, wanna, who who was praying to rise on <laughs> they're trying to rise on Sunday. But <laughs> us, my words of wisdom for you guys to just enjoy this Saturday for all those who indulge here is how you're going to enjoy it roll up your problems lick your solutions burn your past inhale the good shit and exhale the bullshit you made me want to try it. <laughs> um, hello just saying that's what you gotta do like this week let it all go 
just let it all go. Don't bring it up. Don't, don't bring that shit around. Don't bring your issues around. Don't you bring well, that shit in Easter. It's not on Saturday. <laughs> don't you bring that shit in Easter. <laughs> Lord, I just want to talk to all the people that's on that church pass or whatever for Lent and say, oh, what you doing on 420? <laughs> just asking that, that golden question. Oh, I'm just fasting. Uh, <laughs> okay, so mine is, I just want to give y'all a translation. So, say it again. Translation. <laughs> so for you people who are quick to say only God can ju- only God can judge me, you know what that really means to us regular people? What? You want us to shut up so you can sin in peace. Exactly. <laughs> so, saints and ain'ts, I'm here to help you out. If you see somebody with a tattoo that says only God can judge me, or you see somebody who say no sin is greater than the other, that me, bitch, shut the fuck up and let me sin in my own peace. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it means. That's what it means. I sin differently from you. That's all right. I, mean. I sin differently from you. Oh, you mm-hmm. that kid out, out saying cast the first stone, bitch, you still throwing stones. That's right. why you casting on your. <laughs> <laughs> and just and hey, ain't no guarantees we sin differently. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right about that. Hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine's is just out in the open. Yours is just undercover. Mm. Mine ain't in the opening. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Let me go down. <laughs> What's popping in these streets? Uh, today is four fifteen. I told y'all last week. Lance gave y'all words of wisdom to get your taxes in order because today is the cutoff. My Lord. And it's a lot of people who waited to the last day and something's going to happen and they're not going to be able to make it. Suzanne. (laughs) (laughs) Suzanne. Suzanne got a lot of jobs. (laughs) A lot of jobs. My Lord. Yeah, so you better get it in. Um, what I did find out today, though, is like um, the deadline for the 15th is only if you owe the IRS. If you don't owe and you're getting money back, you actually have longer. But if you owe the deadline, it's the 15th. To file. But if you ain't never tried to the day, <laughs> right. how would you know? <laughs> I mean, well, damn, if I can't file Texas on the last day, where the hell can I go? <laughs> find somewhere to go. go no, no, you, well, you won't be going. Once they snatch some wages, huh? You won't be going out this weekend. <laughs> Hello. Oh, because today is the 15th, which means again, some people got paid, some people got put out. <laughs> wow. Just some saying. people was praying. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of praying, <laughs> Kim K is going to law school. Oh, yeah, it's time to go to prayer. Come on, let's pray right now. <laughs> this. I actually said congratulations to that. That's a big achievement. I think it's wonderful. She's done a lot of criminal justice reform this year. You know, as far as like... Wait! Exactly. As soon as I heard this story and people were saying she don't do a lot of stuff, she only did one or two things. She's really scouting two people. Well, that's more than a lot of other leaders have. She's done a lot more than a lot of people have as far as criminal justice reform. We have been talking about criminal justice reform for years. She is the first one to actually make it move. She's actually the one to make a move but, on the needle. But was she really the first one to make a move? Yes, because so, no one has actually done it. So that's here, the big so, debate so, that's been so going here, on. So here's the thing. I'm going to give Voldemort some more props because, again, <laughs> that you could not be on paper yeah. qualified for a position and mm-hmm. still be considered for the role. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because 
Kim K was able to do the things that she's doing because of the amount of influence she has. Right. That is social true. Media. That is social true. Media. Public opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's it. You know, she did not go to school for this. She did not, you know, whatever. Now, if she has, and I don't know. And she's well, still, and she's still not going to school for it because she's going to pay her way through just like well, an honorary daughter. Is. Well, the thing is, though, because they did say this in California, California is one of the few states where you don't, you don't have, have to go to, to go to school right. for to become a lawyer. You just have to take the bar. Take the bar. And I'm sure she's going to have someone take mm-hmm. it for her, which like is right. Auntie Becky. <laughs> so, like, so, so is Chris Jenner going to do an Auntie Becky? Well, she might not want to because Aunt Becky finna get 40 years. Potential. Yeah, potential. Yeah. She really is. And she, because she said, okay, because we know. Um, what's well, the she other showed lady? up the court smiling. What was the other lady? fan pictures. Um, but she, Felicity, pled, she Fel- pled guilty, though. No, Fel- no she pled um, not guilty. Oh. Felicity Huffman played Felicity guilty. Huff- okay, my bad. Felicity Huffman played guilty. Um, so Lori sentence. and her husband said they thought the DA was bluffing. <laughs> you thought they was playing? <laughs> Rich people problems. Rich people problems. They think that they have all this influence or whatever. They, 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 were, they told them, plead guilty. Now, you see, Felicity was like, ma'am, you really thought it was but they pleaded not guilty today. It came out that they pleaded. They're pleading not guilty. Not guilty. Right. So I, I don't know that. where that five hundred thousand came from. Who account that came from? That they paid. Oh, we know where. <laughs> we know where. And I guarantee you, it's gonna come up in court where. Mm. Absolutely. Now, what they now are they gonna pay somebody else to take the fall and then let them get and then pay their bail to get them out? I don't know. I don't know because well, that's. I mean, I'm sure it's it's gonna be no bail if someone take the fall for that. But they may take care of their family. So. They'll find somebody to do it. You know, rich rich people, they got away. They'll, that's what I'm that's saying. They'll walked, find a way. That's why she, why she walked in there smiling. Same thing with Justice Smollett. Rich people got away. Kim Kardashian <laughs> got away. <laughs> I'm not sure. And I, I guess that's that's what my whole thing, that's why I'm really not here for. I didn't want to give her congratulations because it's people that are out there working their ass off <laughs> to, to get, through, get through mm-hmm. law school or whatever. And it, just because she has this influence of ass and titties. You know she's able to get whatever now, and I'm not negating the fact of what yeah. she did for the for the lady or whatever. And I, I thought it was very admirable for her to do it because she used her power for good. She did. But what she about did. those people who work in there behind off, and then now you just get somebody you you can pay somebody a million dollars to take your bar exam. So and this is my thing here so with that. Thing, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so we we gonna do it like um, uh, I'm gonna put it both ways. So people quit to say fave ain't fair. Hmm. Relationships sometimes just ain't fair. That's how I look at it. My thing. I is, mean, she used what she use got what to you get got. what she wants. So exactly. She's not out here making this chump change. <laughs> Some people have more opportunities available to right. them. It's just the way the world is. We just. I mean, and, and it, it is what it is because you have other people who have started from the bottom and now they're here. And you have some people who just do okay. And then you have some people who are unknown giants in the community that people really don't know about. But, prime example, Nipsey Hussle. Out West, everybody is pretty much aware of everything that he could, that he contributed to society. Mm-hmm. Right? Some people don't didn't know what he did until he was gone. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he was a walking giant that nobody that everybody did not see. So I think it's it's just one of those things like she gets more attention because of who she is and what her last name is. It doesn't mean and I feel that she's about the Nipsey Hussle thing too, but you know, because we'll I tell I, you, if I if I, 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 we'll if, I if I win the Powerball, it's gonna be some stuff. I'm gonna move myself up in the ranks. I'm and, what you, <laughs> what you, and what you should. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just, just think when it, when it comes to the court of law and 
you know, I, I, I get it because you a, want, a lot of people, you know, take false with the stuff they don't do mm-hmm. and all of that. And now you got you know, Kardashian, you know, she could possibly get people off. And I, that's the way my mind thinks. I, I think that way. But I you, mean, it's, it's, it's wrong. It's so wrong because I should I should be proud because that's my sus in my head. That's my sus <laughs> in my head. But it's just like, what if, you know, say hypothetically, uh, somebody Nipsey Hustle's camp really do something wrong. And then I say, oh, well, you know, we got Kim K on our side because, you know, we got a connection with Kanye and Illuminati. You know, <laughs> and, and now, yeah, and now they getting off, you know, whatever. But you got my brother over here who just was an in a, 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 a innocent accessory. But that <laughs> happens he gotta today. Go. But that happens today. I mean, it's just like you look at the. It happens today. Let's, 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 I mean, because if you look, but at it's it, the fact that I know because let's but look you at, don't know. You I assume. do know. You assume. I, no, I know because no, I, I look, know people. But let's look at it like this way here. Like I mean, even with um, marijuana, it's legal in California, but you have guys over here in Florida that's doing. 10 15 years favor ain't fair like it's I not said, right favor just it, 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 that it ain't fair. You, you just don't you just don't get caught until it get legalized mm-hmm. so that's your fault mm-hmm. i can't <laughs> moving on d way supports his son and by going to pride i thought this was absolutely amazing um because so often people are quick to say oh well you know um, it's a choice and you know this and this and this and here we are this his son is how old he's, 11 he's like it? 11 or 12 or something yeah. like that and they were able to identify that i know he was that young yeah, yeah he's like 11 yeah, he's, like 12. 11. he's not a teenager yet he's no. not he's, going yeah. to a gay pride yeah, yeah. i did yeah that, not, that was I'm a little sorry. too much I, for me but you i know. thought that he was like 16 17 <laughs> I, I really did i do apologize thank you suzanne um that, that's wrong so here's how i think it's not wrong <laughs> okay go ahead so you're saying mm-hmm. that an 11 year old cannot go with his parents to a gay pride event to show him that he can be celebrated and being who he is but people think it's cute for a three-year-old to have a little boyfriend at daycare neither one of them are cute ne- neither one of them are cute I, but I, but but guess what but the little pe- boy having a girlfriend se- gets a pass no people because it's all like the connotation behind it. People may actually say, "Oh, you know, he got this, this is his little girlfriend at the daycare," but they know that it's not his actual girlfriend. It's just they little friends. They be playing together. That's all it is. But what? So, so him going to a pride event does what? It doesn't necessarily do anything. However, I still think that he is too young to be exposed of something of that magnitude. Um, because of course, at normally normally at pride events, it's a whole lot of things, and it consists around sex. Not necessarily. I, not necessarily, but majority of it is it consists it, it consists of sex, being sexual, being free. Not all the time, but majority of it, especially like at a black pride, it, it's about sex in my mind. And I feel the like the parade not, definitely. The parade because of the way some of them dress tend to dress so, right, out there. The, the so, dressing. Now so of course again, mm-hmm. with him being there with his parent, I think the intent was to show him that he's not weird. He's not mm-hmm. wrong. He's not bad. And there are other people who are like him who are living their life and contributing to society. Every th- and see, the, the sad thing about it is that I think society and everybody on Twitter and everybody on, you know, on the blog, stuff like that, are looking at it from a stereotypical lens, which, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is kind of what you guys kind of just base- basically shown that you look at it from a stereotypical lens as far as, oh, pride events, that's all they do. But that may not be all that they do. But well, that's I, the first but thing that comes say, to mind. I did not say that's all that they do, but I know the majority of it 
is about being free. So you see a lot of people exposing their skin. You see a lot of people handing out condoms and stuff like that because they do focus on one of the. So big- how's that different going to come together day or the funk fest? Because all that same shit of showing skin and and twerking and and making it clap and slide down the po- dancing all that kind of stuff. They do that at come together day and um funk fest. Right, they do that funk so fest. But I'm, but I'm talking about just the intent of being sexually fluid. I think that has a lot more influence than a uh, come together day event. Um, in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I, I say that because you, I guess they see certain videos already with the girls and dancing and stuff and all that. They already have that interaction in school where people are dancing and stuff like that, but they don't get the same. Um, interaction when people are just being themselves at like a pride event they, they're not you're not going to see that every day i think at a certain age then you know for at the age of 10 or 11 i think that they could sit him down and say you know yes this is okay but exposing him to something of that magnitude i think that just kind of gives him like in his that kind of pushes him into a decision too prematurely mm. so as his parents shouldn't they just take the lead on that and say okay you may have saw this but this is not the road you want to take right now, you know, yeah, at I such an they, age. They definitely should have did that. Because but. this this goes back to, you know, what I said I would teach in school, you know, sexual freedom, sexual expression. You know, is you know, although I said I would start in high school, I do believe you have to start at a young age of teaching kids how to um, appreciate their bodies, love their bodies and not be ashamed of the word sex. Because at 11 years old, I mean, I know. When I was in middle school, there were eleven years old who's all who were already having sex. Absolutely, <laughs> you know. So if he's good, like, and I and you know, I do agree. I, I see both. I see both um, ends of the spectrum on this one. You know, if he's going with his parents, they have to make sure that they're taking him to specific events, maybe the ones that have the and conversations and see, and that's or the, the it lectures. Was, it wasn't. It wasn't disclosed or indicated. What mm-hmm. events they were at. It just mm-hmm. said that he took his son to Pride, mm-hmm. which opens it up to all this other kind of stuff. But right. you don't know if he went to an open discussion session or if he went to a fashion show or if, or if he went to, you know, just um, them discussing one a writer's book signing or something like that. All of that stuff, to my understanding, happens at Pride events. So yeah, it, it does. And so it's not just about the, the sex and people, um, you know, fucking and hoeing and um mm-hmm. and showing all this skin and wearing mm-hmm. jock straps that's not what it's all about because and it's to it's to it's to have pride in who you are mm-hmm. because you know you get beat down by society all the time right so here's a here's a place where you should feel accepted and celebrated that you can love who you want to love like beyonce say whoever you lay down with you should be able to take them to red lobster right and i think and it's okay yeah but they still have to be able to bring them back to reality to say, look, this is fine, but this is only for a weekend. But he's privileged. So his experience is different. Yeah, 11 years. Now, 11 year old in a celebrity is like, is like 16 year old. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, he's privileged. <laughs> when you're a celebrity. So it's very different. Mm-hmm. Right. But still, even being privileged, you still can see. Well, I mean, you are, you're right. You can receive a different uh, type of, type of uh, experience. But still, I still, I believe they keep their kids leveled. Uh, and grounded and i think that still even going to an open discussion even going to a book signing for an 11 year old it still may be a bit much Mm. if it's not other 11 year olds that are there i guarantee you gabrielle union 
and Dwayne Wade will be honored at the Glad Awards within the next three to five years. I yeah. guarantee you. And, I, and, and I'm sure they will, but 11-year-old is just really too young. And I see what you say because a lot of times, you know, like I said, I see both sides. Of, I see both ends of the spectrum. You know, at 11 years old, you probably would prefer that your child is still playing with G.I. Joes. I don't even know if they make those So 11-year-olds don't watch rated R movies? <laughs> oh, I was watching rated R movies they, at I mean, six, okay? They, they do. <laughs> but, they do. But you still want your – you don't want them – I don't want to push you to become so – out of childhood so quickly i don't want to help help push you out of childhood and i think so quickly because yeah, i don't want to help push you out so quickly that's what it could be I'm, I, felt, it, I saw them <laughs> as i thought it was more embracing and encouraging mm-hmm. versus to say okay mm-hmm. this is what you are and these are the options of what you have mm-hmm. to be I, I i didn't take it that way because right. i automatically did not go to the stereotype right you know what i mean mm-hmm. so for me I looked at it as far as first of all, give major props to um, D Wade for doing that because that's his son. Yes, you know definitely. What I mean? And you know, we don't know what he dealt with or how what he went through mentally to prepare for that. Like, okay, this is who my son is. I identify it. We probably had a conversation because no longer are people waiting until they eighteen, nineteen, thirty five, and and forty five to accept and acknowledge and tell what their sexuality is Mm -hmm. so he could have had that conversation and he's like okay who's to say if he did counseling to figure out okay what can we do to help this transition or whatever we don't know all of that stuff that goes back that that's in the homework piece of how he Mm -hmm. came to this decision yeah my main thing is i don't i I, the one thing i don't like that people are saying is that um d wade failed as a father i don't i don't like when I hear people saying, you know, D Wade failed as a father. I've heard, I've seen a lot of guys say, "Oh, he failed as a father," you know, because you know that he let his son go live off with his mother, and then you want to, you know, because D Wade was on the road playing basketball all this time, you know. So, but I'm pretty sure he was still in his child's life. He was just, you know, his son was just living with his mom. You, I don't, and I guess I'm. My belief is that you know you're born this way. That that's my belief I, and you know, I don't and care. You know, so and it's so funny <laughs> but, so the people mm-hmm. who say stuff like that mm-hmm. is niggas who don't know no better and i'm gonna call them niggas for a reason because niggas don't necessarily have to be black just no it's ignorant so anybody can be a nigga right, right. so yeah so i mean Sorry. so <laughs> only niggas would say shit like that because for you to say that somebody failed as a father because he was allegedly out on the road making a living to pay his child support for his children to be taken care of, to provide for them so that they can have a life of privilege. Mm-hmm. And you're going to equate because he's gone on the road playing basketball that he's an unfit dad. Bitch, you stupid as fuck. Mm-hmm. But you out here, you know, but it's okay if you run in the streets trying to make, trying to rob Peter to pay Paul to make sure that your kids, whatever, and you don't go to shit mm-hmm. they have. Right. You don't go to no football games, no basketball games. You know what I mean? Right. Because you give your child support every two weeks. That felt like, okay, so you're a good dad. Because you fix shit, you a good dad, and you don't spend no time that you don't pour into them. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's just really dumb. And for you to mm-hmm. equate that just because for one that he's gay, and then now you're going to say that he's gay because he spent all his time with his mom. But you real stupid. Right. That's how much time did you spend with your mom? And majority that's the that's that's majority of people who say stuff like that. That's what it is. They already have a broken home in a way. So of course mm-hmm. they yeah, they have no stupid. love for anybody else because they they never received it. That's just that's and just it's hard so... to give it off. That's just so dumb. And, I mean, and it's basically because everyone has this idea of, and th- th- it also goes back to everyone having this idea of what 
a so-called real man should be and right. how a real man should act you and know? a real man has nothing mm. to do with masculinity right it, exactly right. it has nothing to do with that you, you know yeah. you know because because people say the same thing about magic johnson and ej you know, they say Magic Johnson failed as a father. Magic Johnson mm-hmm. loved his son. Right. And he did for his son what he needed to do. Because mm-hmm. here's the difference. If Magic Johnson disowned his son, something happened to EJ, he'd never forgive himself. And this right. is the thing here, though. If you're going to say that, this is what concerns me, is that when you say, you know, they're bad fathers or whatever. So if Magic, let's say Magic Johnson saw something assigned in him, his in EJ at, four or five years old five six years old was he supposed to beat beat it out of him try and beat it out of him what was he supposed to do because they try (laughs) they try or they send him to the straight cam or they go and have him boarding school exorcisms and conversion therapy yeah all that all that type of bullshit but the thing about it is is that he he decided that okay this is who my son is right for me to not lose my relationship with my son i need to figure out how am i going to embrace this because there was an interview that that magic had a hard time cookie talked about it she said you know uh he had a hard time in the beginning Mm -hmm. he's a lot better now but he had to realize that's my son no matter what and i love him Mm -hmm. and if this is who he is because first off make no mistake EJ ain't just turn out like that. He didn't. No. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He ain't just turn out like that. So you saw the signs. Right. So it's either you accept and move the fuck on or you put up this wall and now you drive a wedge between you and your son. And then now you creating problems that you really didn't have to have. Right. Because he's so much more than who he lay with and what he wear. Right. Because mm-hmm. EJ could be very so much his dad and all the other aspects of his life but who he lay with and what he wear. Exactly. It's about your child being just a model citizen and not about who they're sleeping with or how they, you know, personally. That. I, I always tell people this, you know, if what you're doing isn't affecting anyone else, it's not harming, doing any harm to someone else, why should you have an issue with it? Because my thing is, who <laughs> fuck, who gives a flying fuck if you have to figure out how you're going to explain that to your child? <laughs> Bitch, that's your business. Raise right. your own motherfucking child. Exactly. Right. And I guess it's funny that you say that because I, I guess the way we were raised, uh, even into this the way it was D Wade and uh, Gabrielle Union situation. Um, you know, the way the way we were raised, you know, a child still stood stayed in the child's place. Uh when adults came or whatever, we didn't go up front and join in with the conversation. Hello. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't y'all going to den. Yeah. And you stay out there <laughs> and you didn't talk back. You didn't ask questions. Mm-hmm. You didn't jump in the car because And you if need- you did, you got up off the flow yeah mm-hmm. you got up off the flow and i think Busted it's just the all. same thing and shout out to them don't get me wrong shout out to them and I, but i think it's the same thing a child belongs in a child's place and i never want to i know because i was not pushed into adulthood at a certain age i was because you know you guys know i did lose my mom but i think when when you're when you have that frontal lobe has not developed a lot of children jump so quick until it's like it's hard to kind of pull them back to what reality actually really is and i think exposing him a little bit too early takes away from the beauty of him being a kid and being able to grow up whatever now of course we know he is privileged you know they have the money they can he can have any friend he want to have mm-hmm. but <laughs> he can you know because mm-hmm. you know money attract money and all the type mm-hmm. of stuff money attract people so we we know that but i just think him on a level of trying to stay grounded because when i look at them that's all i think about i think about that grounded couple that grounded couple that's um raising their family to actually be the great people that they are and not don't let money go to your head mm-hmm. and i think it was exposing him to something so big you know it, it goes on to you know how you raise that person mm-hmm. and i think they have greater morals than that than they actually send him to a private event and nothing wrong with it but in, talk to him first see where he actually is because in, to, to me he still has the opportunity to change mm-hmm. if you want to not just to 
say, okay, this is okay now to be 11. You know, by the time he's 13 or 14, okay, it could possibly be a phase. You know, he, you know, it's just like some, some children, not, not all, but some children, they don't, their cleanliness is not on point for a while because the only thing they want to do is just go outside. Mm-hmm. They just want to go outside. And when they come, they want to take a bath, get up and go outside again. But after a while, when they start to be 13, 14, 15, they say, oh, you know what? I may need to pay attention to this, pay attention to my body, whatever. You know, I don't think that he should be exposed to something so quick and, and take it and run with it when he don't know all the aspects. He's not able to understand all the aspects of it. Um, that's that's just my, my no, that's spell fine. on it. And but I shout think, out to them. I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, that they're embracing it so early and that he actually knows that he has a different child, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and, and I think people, if if a lot of people, in my opinion, learn from Catherine and uh, Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, but, but no, I'm just saying because they knew that Michael was different. He was a different child, you know, and. We're talking and, talent or in personality? Personality, just period. Michael was that different person. He was very different. Um, and I think that if a lot of parents and stuff embrace it, their child is different. You know, and just actually see, you know, learn the actual genuine geniality, whatever, of that particular child. They can see more special things in them early on. That way, they they can actually be prepared for how they're going to turn out, how they're going to grow. So, because I was going to say, because yeah, Catherine and Mike, I mean, Catherine and Joe, they were they. I don't think they accepted that as different at all. They beat, they beat, and that's one of the things they've always said about Michael. That's why he turned out the way he, that. That's why people say he turned out because his dad them used to. Yeah, just beat him, like beat him because he was the different one mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. what I will say is that mm-hmm. and, I, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna tie this into the next thing that we're gonna go into is like one of the things that stuck out to me in television was the episode when Cookie was talking to uh, liar liar pants on liar what's his name on the show Jamal yeah okay Jamal remember in the very first season she said you're different and Life is not going to be so easy for you because you're different. People are going to pick on you because you're different, but just know I always got you. And to me, that stuck with me because it's like, you know, parents know. And the sooner you acknowledge it and that you make your peace with it and then you move on, you can do so much more in preparing that child for life. Right. Than you suppressing it or ignoring it. And then when it pops up because you can't avoid it no more at 21, 18 now, you have a conversation. now you're like I just didn't know like no you, you, know. you, you, you know you know what I mean now whether you decided to admit it or acknowledge it you didn't but I think to me that was so poignant to me because it's like she knew that her son was different just like Lucius knew because remember Lucius treated him a certain way too or whatever so it just shows how we're moving as far as in a society and with that being said like Morehouse is now accepting transgender men into school mm, yeah this one was getting and backlash too and that's huge and I think and my thing is this you can't tell a person who they should be because of what they look like right you know what I mean there are a lot of things that go into the human mind there's a lot of things that we have not discovered about why we are the way we are why do some people grow this way versus some people grow this way Um, you know people are born with with both genitalia and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's a lot of things that go into making up how a person feels and how they, they mind is. Right. And then when you start adding mind and soul and body and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's so much untapped information. So I say that to say, you know, 
everybody has this thing like, oh, well, now they're letting girls in the school. No, they're letting people who identify as men into a all-male school. Right. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. Just like if a woman, if a person identifies as a woman, Spellman, I'm pretty sure, would probably be soon to try. But it's a little different because then they worry about the girl's safety. Well, they right. did They did say today that um, Spellman has been in discussions about yeah. the same thing yeah. also. So. And I, I mean, not even them. I think all universities are now being, you know, mm-hmm. because it's taking over. Like mm-hmm. I know um, with me, me being a high school a teacher, of course, in my first two years, I taught high school. And um, it was a lot of lesbians. Um, that identified wanted to be wanted to be identified as guys or guy names or what have you, because mm-hmm. that is the new trend. So they they have to and say see, okay, and well, I, and see, I don't like when people say it's a new trend or it's taking over because the thing is that now it's no longer it's, hush hush. It's acceptable, right? Because remember when we were growing up, you know, like okay, so it wasn't an option. It you know it wasn't an option. You didn't discuss it. If that's what you did behind closed doors, keep it behind closed doors. Right. When you at school, you operate like this. Now, when you get home, you do whatever you want to do. But at school, you do this because it started. Remember when they, when um, like many, like a few years ago, when the little boy wanted to wear um a pink dress to school, right? And it was a big uproar. They was like, "Why would you, he can't come to school like that?" Because mm-hmm. now the other kids are gonna have questions. Why does Johnny want the pink mailbox, right. the pink um, uh, 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 play box or whatever it was, mm-hmm. toy box instead of the blue and this and this and. This. So it's not like it's a trend. It's just now it's no longer being swept under the rug and people are being upfront right. about I, it. I guess the, why, why I call it a, sometimes why I call it a trend is because a lot of people do it to um, the fact of being a little malicious towards the system. Like they saying, oh, well, you got to accept me because, oh, you got to do this because they, they, they act a certain way because they know but that you they do. can. But, but, but. It's it's a it's difference. A re- it's a reasonable combination. But the thing is, this okay. So I think that is this is not when you're saying that these are these trans men are allowed to come to school. I think it's not just because they identify. They have to have gone through the process. Well, of that's who they are. It's not just going to be like, oh, I say I'm a boy. I say I'm a man, and I can come here. No, well, that that's how it started. At first, well, yeah. you did not. Of course, you know people in high school mm-hmm. have not gone through it because they don't have that type of authority. But they, if they, if they actually say, "I would like to identify such and such and such," we mm-hmm. were required to allow them to do that, and we mm-hmm. had to basically keep peace for people who may actually say so. We had to protect yeah. that, and, and 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 I guess that's why I mean to say, you know, okay, well, excuse me, that's why I say my opinion because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of them were just doing it just because they could. Mm-hmm. You know, they they wanted to be called PJ. PJ from the block or whatever, because they they possibly they, they now can be, you know, they was bringing the street mentality into the school, which I thought was a not a good thing, you know. That's that's why I said what I said. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's it, what's so funny is that this this did this is taking place at Morehouse and it's becoming acceptable, but also um something that did happen on Friday that a lot of people were unaware of is that um of course forty five his ban in the military took effect on friday so trans men cannot serve they can be kicked out Mm -hmm. that took effect on friday as well Mm -hmm. so it's just mm -hmm. it's just one of those things Mm -hmm. that it's just like you know it's it's really crazy because the issue Mm -hmm. is is that people are not willing to conform Mm -hmm. or change with the times that we're Mm -hmm. living in right in my opinion 
the restroom situation could easily be avoided if they just demo all the damn bathrooms and create individual stalls so that anybody of any gender can use them. Mm -hmm. They make it so much more than what it has to be because you're trying to say, well, no, because so what happens if I send my, my daughter to the bathroom and then this man with a beard that wears a dress identifies as a woman wants to go in the ladies bathroom. I fear for my daughter's safety. Okay. First of all, that's a little bit extreme. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, yeah, but it that. is but it is a little extreme. So, in order to alleviate that, create individual bathrooms right. so that anybody can use them. You lock it behind you, and that 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 ends that. But nobody is willing to conform or make the necessary reasonable accommodations to to accommodate everybody. I think they want to make the reasonable accommodations, but you always have the what ifs, you know. So you say, okay, well, if I I feel say I feel for my I fear for my life. So like I said, create so, individual stall bathrooms. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy to say. And but and it's, but people it. always think about, well, what am I going to tell my daughter? What am I going to do? What am I going to do this and that? Figure it and out. That's what I'm saying. The figure it out piece. A lot of people are not willing to do that because we've been used to this for so long, and then some people just take it. And they abuse it, and that's a but that's but and that's the thing. And you keep saying that that's because that's how it is, or that's how it's been. Things change and things evolve. Just like back then, we wouldn't be having these conversations because it wasn't allowed to have these type of conversations. Now, the moment someone feels <laughs> injustice, it could be given to the masses because all they have to do is put it on social media, and it'll go viral. So now where where little schools and little towns will have these little situations and they just be swept on the road, you can't do that shit no more. Right. So you're you're forced to deal with it and based on how you deal with it, it's different backlash or consequences. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I feel like we can deal with it, but it's still in certain areas I still feel has to be I still feel that there has to be a standard that's in place. We can't just open everything up here just just because one day you decide, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just like with ideas, you know, J.A. just can't wait till we decide to pay it and say, oh, we're going to turn you off. Or oh, no, no, they'll turn you off. Now, we'll turn you back on when you pay it. Yeah, that's and what we I'm gonna saying. Charge but I mean, there, there still has to be some type of standard that's, standards that's in place because everybody is not that way. So, so why not change the standard? Because if you're holding on to what the standard used to be, but the people you're assessing no longer are the way they used to be, you have to adjust the standard. There's a, That's just like in data management. If the standard was if we do in production or whatever that, and the standard was six per hour four years ago, but the work has changed. The people have changed. The, uh, the, the data elements that go into that work has changed. A six per hour standard may not be realistic anymore. It might be actually 12 or 13 or two. Right. So of course, when you do that, now you guys add more people to work, you make your teams get bigger, what have you. And it's the same thing. If we're going to talk about, like you said, the six per hour, mm-hmm. we still have to accommodate what works with the six per hour. But it may not work anymore. And that's but I still I, I feel that the, in this case, I still feel like great morals and traditional ways still matter as well. Morals so, are subjective. Yeah, but we still <laughs> have to cater to both so that we know that we're we're still honoring some type of standard. We can't just. I'm, I, I just feel that. I right. get what you're saying. No, we, I get what you're saying. We I, can't I, just open open it all up just because it's. This people because you have some people that really I did, do bad things, and I did. I thought uh, maliciously. I, I mean, but even just to think about the whole Morehouse thing, um, 
yeah i didn't see a you know issue with it i could see how uh, and then i saw a person's comment and i could understand why some of the guys felt the way they did because the founders of morehouse i guess what their intention was was that this is this is what it is you know all you know i'm not want to say african-americans but at that time it probably was african-americans but eventually so time changed but so i'm gonna play devil's advocate mm-hmm. then we're gonna move on because then we've been on this for a minute mm-hmm. but just like okay what the intentions were when they established the institution right mm-hmm. the constitution is what it was based off of what it was then so why do we have all these different interpretations of what it means today if it's good for the goose gotta be good for the gander you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it 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 evolves just like okay so what the bible said back then it still says today mm-hmm. but everybody interprets it different people preach it different people hold people to a different standard because of what mm-hmm. well that's what it was then this is what it means today oh so now it's, it's open for interpretation just like well, the law well, I, it's open for interpretation it's open for interpretation one judge right. may feel like this is what it means and you present all this evidence another judge could go a whole different way yeah. because and when they're throwing cases they're saying well and Lee versus Ferguson, blah, 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 blah. This is what y'all decided. Oh, okay, well, I ain't that judge, and I'm deciding this. And that's what? That's what it is. Right. I, I just feel that's the difference between the judge. But, <laughs> you know, even 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 when with, with the Bible, I mean, of course, me, I, I believe the Bible is the same, you know, whatever. And I, I still believe the, the, the Bible, the Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still believe now, of course, what I choose to do is different. But, I mean, when you have receipts and we have facts and stuff like that, you can't deny uh, an interpretation because it's, it's black and white on based on what you believe um but i you know like you said it's good for the goose is good but again i think that the gander the gander <laughs> is trying to overtake the goose and it's just not right <laughs> you know what i'm saying i i don't feel like and this is just me like even uh maybe this may be a bad example to you guys a 80 year old should get a little bit more respect and reign than a 35-year-old. Not that they don't deserve it. <laughs> Respect is to be earned, not given. Right, but it, it if, they have, earned, if they have earned it and they're 80 years old and they've set certain certain things up and they have a certain standard, I feel like it should be respected. Mm-mm. If you're 80 years old and you're rude as fuck, guess what? You will be treated as such. If you are 35 years old and you're very respectful and you're considerate and kind, you'll get that respect. That, to me, is that it, it, it doesn't mean... You're not entitled to things other than social security at a certain time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know, I know, I know we can go to be going this all day, yeah. but I just, I feel like it's, it still has to be some type of level standard where we're able to add certain things, but there still is a way. Okay. Just like churches now. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a dress down Sunday, but you're not coming in here with no, all these holes in your thighs and cooch and stuff out. You're just not doing it because there still is a standard that will accept you or whatever, but you still need to try to make everybody comfortable. And, and, and if, if we want love, we got to give it. So, and, so, you know, but, that's so let's we'll, just be we'll like on. Vegas and just give everybody a residency like they gave paint. Because look, once upon a time, it was hard to get a residency in Vegas. Now they just handed them out. They rolling with the times too. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not negating the older people who have the re- residencies. Mm. So down Are they Ross, getting renewed? The, yes, Celine Dion's. Well, I the, mean, uh, yeah. Well, they you bring, know, the Boys to Men's and yeah, things of that sort. They, they, they still have it, but they're just adding so that there can be an actual balance. Mm-hmm. They're not but, saying, okay, well. Well, let's put it this way here, because if, if the way they're adding res- residencies now, uh, the I mold, could see in 
five, ten years, they gonna start pushing those older ones out because they make them more money. <laughs> right. Off the, off the they gonna start pushing them out. The, the, that money talk. They gonna start pushing them out. Yeah, but those older people, they they gonna be ready to retire anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the surreal lie. <laughs> Don't do. That. Speaking of the surreal lie, Mariah Carey. I'm so, I'm just tired of her. Is receiving Mariah. the Icon Award, but I think I think her receiving the Icon Award is warranted. I mean, it is. But I'm just. I tired mean, of her. she 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 holds records. So I'm still tired of her. Just, I like her, but I'm still you're just tired disappointed of her. that she doesn't sound the same. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. You're very, you were and very. She's, sh- she's not humble about it. She's just so shady and just so diva like. And you're just like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I. Just Mar- Mariah. That's all I could say. Uh, and she wasn't always like that, though. <laughs> of course, in her heyday, she was real. So for me, I used to love Mariah when she wear her, um, her blazers. Her um her white wife beaters and her chick jeans, yeah. Pre titties, when she was flat chest, she was the best. She could just stand there and just flat foot and sing. Nah, she she had to find a note and everything. But you cannot take away from her, from her her accolades, her accomplishments, her career, her track record. Mm-hmm. She is definitely an icon. If she stopped making music today. Which she probably should. Right. People will still caution. have trouble trying to catch up to her. Yeah. I mean, she, she's still I would the highest selling away. female. Yeah, she's still, still the highest selling female still. artist of all time. I, I would never take most number away ones from her. too, right? Yes, most number ones yeah. so, for female artists. Yeah. yeah. I mean, stop she, making music I mean, today at the bar. It's, it's definitely well doing, and I mm-hmm. am a huge fan. But I'm just tired of her. I, I, I think that. You should definitely go out with a bang, and she did not go out with a bang, and neither did Whitney Houston. So, I mean, hey, it's, it just kind of is what it is. These are just the people I admired. I always looked at them to that one day maybe I possibly would be able to sing with them or sing at their tribute or something like that, and they would mm-hmm. be the the biggest embracers. But it's like Mariah Carey. She looked like she would look at me and be like, okay, move on. You know? And see, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that. I think she does have a chip on her shoulder because she's like, well, bitch, I'm Mariah. Absolutely. You are. But. um, What about people coming behind you? But I, th- and, mm, I mean, has she embraced Ariana? Let them come. No. That's what I'm saying. She, mm-hmm. I, that, that's what's but why important would, to me. But, and, and, and here's my thing. Like, why, and a lot of people bring that up and she's like, okay, well, y'all say, because I think I, somebody, I think somebody said that she was like, oh, y'all say that little girl sound like me. Okay. She might have some, you know, notes that she sing like I do, or she may have patterned her her um her vocal ability behind my that whistle. That whistle note. She said, but she don't sound like me. I was like, oh. I mean, you have a point. I mean, but to to the same degree, people people quick to say, Oh my God, you sound like Whitney Houston. No, you don't. You may have some notes that you hit like her, but you don't sound like her. You may be am, am able to imitate how she does a song, but you don't necessarily sound like her. But that's just, eh. I just feel like you should always embrace the people that are coming behind you because they have watched you for so long. You're mm-hmm. a trailblazer, and, and and I don't think the trailblazer should always hog the spotlight. They should push the next generation. And I think Mariah, Mariah Carey has done a horrible job of doing that. She, and, 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 and you know right, what? You're very, you're very right because to your point, like when you look at who I look up to as legend legends, you know, your Gladys Knights, your Patti LaBelle's, your Dion, 
Donna Ross and um, you know, people, get it right, Miss pe- Ross, Anita Baker, you know, people like that. You know, they're like, okay, I have my talent. I know I can sing. I don't have to prove it to nobody or whatever like that. But baby, you can sing too, and don't hold back. And that was one thing I feel like Whitney did. Because Kelly Price talked about it all the time um, when she said Whitney that, embraced you know, everyone. Whitney embraced everyone, and when she was mm-hmm. on Heartbreak Hotel, somebody on set told Kelly to dial it back because she's out singing or she's singing hard, and this ain't your song. And so she did, and she said Whitney Houston came to her. She was like, "Girl, why you not singing?" She was like, "Help her open your mouth and sing." And who told you that? And they had to be gone. She said, don't you ever let nobody tell you you don't come out here and do what you're supposed to do for the sake of trying not to make somebody else look bad. She said, baby, I'm Whitney Houston. I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. And heifer, you can sing. Open up your mouth and sing. I'll never forget that time when Ashanti, somebody who didn't deserve any award, award. this was back in the day. And I would say she didn't deserve no award. She didn't. Um, <laughs> but Patti LaBelle actually presented it. The Patti LaBelle presented it to her, and she was in her prime then because she was mm-hmm. in her fifties and still singing like it was nothing. She was like, "The girl talented. She's beautiful. She she got it going on, and she talented." And she said, "Whoever don't like it, they could just kick rocks." And I was just like, "Wow!" And I know Patti LaBelle and that girl can't sing a lick, but it's not about that. It's just basically I had my opportunity. You get out there and be great, you know. And I think that's just so admirable of somebody who is because Patti LaBelle said it. She said. When Oprah asked Pamela, she said, who do you think just has? She said, that Beyonce, that heifer can sing. And she will be here until she no longer wants to be. Yeah. But I, we, will, we, will, we will never hear Mariah say anything like that. Ever. Mm. So that's why I'm just kind of. Mariah, but congratulations, girl. Whatever. And it's a lot. But you know sing. what? It's a lot different from. I say it's a lot different from Mariah because. And it's like, even with that Nicki Minaj thing, when you're the top. Because regardless, you can say Patty, Aretha, all these people, Mariah still says, I'm the top selling female artist. None of them sold as much as I have. So it's like when you have that, it's like, I really don't have to get bring nobody up because y'all trying to get here. Everybody, I still I have outsold every female artist. Oh, I'm sorry. In the and industry. Let's, and let's use, let's use your favorite, for example. What did Diana Ross tell Patty LaBelle? I got mine. You better get yours. And I'm not going to help you get there. No, that's what Aretha said. Donald Ross ain't said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. well. We, know that's Aretha. we know that's clean, Aretha. We know that's Aretha. No, no, no. Aretha <laughs> said that to all them girls, and that's why they kind of had an ongoing beef. But, you know, Patty mm-hmm. was just like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we know during well, Patty LaBelle could outsang Aretha any day. Well, Donna Ross also went out and got the same outfits as the Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells. Did who was perform her? before them, and then they was like, "Well, why she? Why was she going to look it up?" Patty Labelle talks about it in all her interviews about how Diana Ross sabotaged them by wearing the same outfits with the Supremes. Anyway, Oops. I know you don't want to hear that, That's but it's lie. true. Oh. We we go all day about this, honey. <laughs> <laughs> love versus logic when not having ties to a situation allow you to see things clearly. That's not the story. We call that love versus logic. So we're gonna talk about going hard in the paint, doing <laughs> your work. Jesus. <laughs> So how do you feel you can measure someone's determination and effort towards a goal or passion? Uh, what they eat, breathe, and what they eat, breathe, and sleep about. 
So if somebody talks about music and they eat music, read music, they sleep music, they talk about preaching, if they eat preaching, if they always talking about churches and what the pastors and stuff got, then that's their passion. That's their goal. They want to be a preacher. They want to do this. They want to do that. Some people have multiple passions. But, I mean, I, I measure that determination by, by that. What do you eat, breathe, and sleep? So I just say if I have a friend that's in Zumba, if he always talking about going to conventions, going to certain things to try to increase his skill in Zumba, that's what he's passionate about. I have a friend that's a singer. If he halfway talking about singing sometimes, if he halfway talking about this business stuff, well, he may be passionate about a lot of things, but singing just may not be the full passion because that's not what he 100% going after. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's not a goal or passion, but, you know, but that's, that's how I measure it. I think I measure it by how many times a person gets knocked down and they get right back up and they don't let it. They still continue to go, go, go for it. You know, you you just and I think Jay-Z said it best, you know, you can get knocked down. You get knocked down 99 times. But that one time it takes just that one time and you just it you, you next you're you're on a whole nother level. You reach that goal after that just one time, after that hundredth time of trying, you just got there. So to me, that's how I measure it. You know, you just continue just pushing even when things aren't going the way you want them to. Or you might not be seeing, you know, a lot of times you, you see people doing it just for money. You know, if the money ain't coming in, if a person's doing it for doing it for free and the money ain't coming in, that's a that's that shows that's a determination. For what they love, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the way that you measure some, um, how determined someone is um, about achieving a goal is how much effort do you put into it. Like, um, and like you said, like if you um, you stumble or you fall, do you get back up? You know, are you constantly reassessing? Okay, if I did it this way and that didn't work, okay, so let me do it this way, but still, in, you know, going towards that goal. I think that's how you measure someone's determination because if somebody's, you know, like, oh, I want to do this today, and then two weeks later or a month later or three months later they want to do something else or this, okay, that's not what you're passionate about. You're not determined to be that. And I remember um, Aloysius told us about one of his professors told them, they was like, okay, so if you want to be a writer, that's what you're going to do. Oh, that was you. Okay, I know it was one of y'all. That, you know, if you wanted to be a writer, then that's what you do. But if you plan that, oh, I'm going to be a writer. And then if that don't work, I'm going to do this. You're going to do the second thing. Because right. You're putting more thought into what's going to happen next. As right. To what you know what I mean? And see, that's one way to look at it. But I, I, I look at it as far as, OK, no, I'm not I'm not deviating from that. It's just that I need to have a backup so I can do this in the meantime, in between time until I get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think always reassessing, always strategizing, I say, and always putting in the work and the effort and the time and the energy, the blood, sweat and tears to achieve something is how I measure how determined someone is to meet something. Um, do you feel that people are as critical on other people as they are on themselves with criticism in regards to preparedness, execution and organization? Because, you know, it's so it's so easy for you to critique what somebody else has done mm-hmm. you know um without looking in the mirror first without looking in the mirror first because it's like oh well they didn't do this and they didn't do this and they didn't do this or, oh well they got this well they didn't do this oh uh, well i would have did this and this and this and this you know are you more critical on them because you're able to spectate versus going hard in the paint and doing the work yourself 
I think people that may not be in that particular lane, mm-hmm. they definitely um, are more critical on them than themselves because they ain't walk that walk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to talk about somebody that's on American Idol saying, and I'm telling you, you know, oh, well, she should have read whatever. Okay, but well, baby, she's in front of millions of people. Mm-hmm. Ain't no telling what the hell she had to do in rehearsals and stuff, makeup and all the type of stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then you have to get up there and execute the song after all that foolishness going on. Baby, you don't know the half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I may be a main church singer, but it was a whole lot of stuff I went on before I went out to do praise and worship mm-hmm. that I had to worship through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's easy to say stuff when you haven't walked that walk. Uh, I can say, honestly, me, I go just as hard on myself as I go on other people. You know, I'm very overly critical of myself. I don't give myself no credit at all because I know I always can do better. But um, I think people that are not in that lane, it's easy for them to kind of go harder on themselves. And even if they're not, they may have actually touched that lane before. Like um, I, I remember Tammy Roman. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this reality. Well, I'm sorry, Basketball Wives, when Royce was on the show. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, she said, well, you know, I've done some acting and I'm just really proud of Royce. You know, she's such and such. But she did acting probably like maybe 15 years ago. And this is a certain time. So, of course, it's a different ball game now, baby. So you can be critical, but it's a whole lot of things that you cannot say because you haven't been constantly doing acting. You know, you kind of stop. You did this. You did that. So it's easier for people that are not in the walk to be a little more critical. And I think a lot of people do that. And it's it's not on purpose. It's just, you know, they try to put themselves in that person's shoes when they can't do that at all. You can't you cannot. Nobody can compare to Beyonce because Beyonce is a machine. So she mess up, I can honestly say, well, hey, <laughs> I would have probably messed up too because I'm sure she worked probably 13 hours just to get that one step together because that's who she is. Mm-hmm. As opposed to say, oh, well, she wasn't prepared. She must be in practice. No, I'm sure she did. <laughs> mm. well, I, got, I think people um, are more critical on themselves than they are on other people. And the only reason I say that is because we are our own worst critic. A lot of the th- reason why we don't, a lot of people don't, find success or they don't hit the the plateau of where they need to be is because they have so much doubt in their mind about themselves and when you're so critical of yourself you also start to put that kind of doubt onto other people because you're not achieving what you need to achieve and you see somebody else who may be achieving it and then it's like okay well they didn't really do it that good but it's all it, your criticism of that person is a result of the criticism or for yourself. When you're criticizing that person, I feel like you're actually criticizing yourself because in your mind, you feel like I should have been doing that, but I can't do it because of, I just, whatever reason. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, I just can't do it because, you know, maybe I, I have kids at home or something and I'm just always letting them, you know, I just don't have the time. And there's this person here who maybe have two or three kids, a husband, a job. You're making it happen. And you're just like, oh, well, they're neglecting their kids. Are they doing this and they're doing that? So you, then you become just as critical on them because you've just been critical on yourself. And so now you're taking that criticism from yourself onto them. You put projecting it onto them. So, you know, you're really in the vein because today, <laughs> Iyala Van Zant, you know, mother, she posted. It's Ayala. <laughs> Iyanla. <laughs> Iguana. You're going yep. to get my name correct. No. <laughs> she said, criticism does not make you smarter or better than the one who you are criticizing. In fact, the stuff you are critical of in others is the same stuff you don't like about yourself. Exactly. Right. 
And I think that's really what sums it up. I mean, it's one thing to have. And so criticism to me has. After talking to some people, I think we feel like criticism is has a negative connotation to it. Feedback doesn't. Which, in essence, they're kind of the same thing. They are, but it, but but it depends on who you're talking to. Right. So somebody would feel like, okay, constructive feedback. People don't say constructive criticism. Mm. They say constructive feedback. Some people do, but I think when it's constructive, like don't always, you know, I use Funky Dunn even for example. He always say, you know, never never tell a person now without extending a hand to lift them up. Right. You know, if you're going to tell them about something that they could improve in, an area of opportunity. Tell them what they do well. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you right. know what? This was a really good grand opening. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. Uh, one thing you may want to think about the next time is, you know. How to keep it. it keep know, that momentum. Keep going. that momentum. Or, you know, maybe you should have more staff in this area because there was kind of like a dead zone or, you know, this and this and this. Or, you know, maybe you should get more of this. Maybe some of that. Offer solutions versus just saying, oh, they wrong for this. This tired ass. But why this food cold? Or why this and this and this? Or why it takes so long for me to get this? Or why this and this? You see what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. very different depending on how you approach it. Um, I feel like people are definitely more critical of other people than they are themselves. Um, I feel like because they feel like they can do it better or they would do it better. They're like, oh, well, I would have did it this way, this way, this way. And there are certain things I feel like people are just normally overly critical about. Opening on a business, having a wedding. People are so critical on, oh, well, why why is the cocktail hour so long? Why is it taking them so long to set up for us to go back in there? Why is this and this and this and this? Oh, this food is all right. Oh, why she picked this color? Why does she do this and this and this and this? You know, people are always pulling apart what other people have done, but that's because you have a starting point from a finished product. Mm. Starting from the beginning, there's there's ambiguity you know what i mean you mm-hmm. don't know what it's going to be until you start making some some headway some strides some progress it's easy to pick apart a finished product or a finished process or right. an event or something like that because all of the planning has went in so yeah you're going through with a fine tooth comb saying oh they dropped the ball here or they dropped the ball there but in planning it was set up to not drop the ball you know it was set up not to drop the ball they but had an abc happen. and a d but it's just right know, hey. I only criticize the food, the weight for the food because I'd be hungry after weight. That weight. Absolutely. I'm hungry. And I'm not saying that we don't all do it, but I'm just saying I think that's that's why that's what happens, and I think that's why. So we're gonna talk about. Um, but even in even in weddings, I, I think that's just a little different because it's it's based that's a money thing right there. Because you get what you pay for. Huh? Every wedding starts late too. Yeah, oh, but everything a person who who has a grand opening that's money involved. That's time, effort, and money that's involved. A well, person not, who starts not all the time. a business not all the time. <laughs> um, so should you automatically support a friend in their dream, even if you don't agree with it? Mm, that's a strong word that friend word jesus jesus y'all know what i say but i'm not gonna say it this week because i'm trying to get some more anyway but um i think i think every friend if you are a true friend you should definitely support that person's dream vision no matter what um if you have feedback of constructive criticism whatever you definitely should share it in a certain way because you never want to crush anybody's dreams and even if you don't even if you don't even if you don't really support it i think you definitely should push them anyway you know, mm-hmm. if I'm just say if I'm making a, uh, <laughs> if I'm making teacups that got uh big old letters M on it, 
and you don't drink coffee or tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you may not, you know, you may not be like, oh, okay, that, well, that's good. But, you know, you still should give some type of word of encouragement because words of encouragement can go a long way. Long way. Sometimes it, go, it goes even more than support you spending money because a lot of times when people spend money, they feel like they can actually tell you what to do sometimes. Just like when people at weddings, you know, they say, oh, well, you know, oh, girl, I help you with your uh, wedding dress. But then they want to tell you what type of wedding dress to get, what not to get, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this is what you want, but you say you're going to help me financially. Moms. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely think friends should support their dreams, their their friends' dreams, and you know, at some point, so into it. Thank you, Lance Two <laughs> Okay, I think I I I do believe that you su- should support your friends' dreams to an extent. <laughs> and the only reason I'm say I I believe that you support it, you know. But if you get into the point where you know you're 45 trying to still rap, oh, but some change did it. I'm giving you. He was 33. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> you still trying His to become the hardest. It was Titty know. Boy. I can't. But um, but 33 is okay for a Titty Boy. You know, and I, and this titties. is the thing though. You can still be titty trying to. You can still be trying to fulfill your goal of being a rapper at 45 if if you want to. However, if you sleeping on my couch at 45, still trying to fulfill that dream of being a rapper, we don't have a discussion. First off, you wouldn't be sleeping on my couch at 45 trying to be a rapper. Now, you may try to be the rapper part time, but you're going to work full time. Exactly. Exactly. Flipping burgers, taking orders, call center, driver, Uber, Lyft, driving for Amazon, something. <laughs> but see, and you, you can go rap on the weekend. But see, you have you have people who be like, um, well, if I work, I can't go have time to write my rounds or go to the showcase. With that's what paid look. breaks are for. <laughs> look, paid breaks. <laughs> work during the day I'm and encourage my friend <laughs> in a nice way. I'm gonna give him a word of encouragement. I'm not gonna tear him down. Without building my press. Oh my God, no. you just really can work. You know, you really, really can write. You ought to start writing resumes the same way. They better not write. <laughs> <laughs> they better not write. You know. I wish I would get a resume with a, that got nursery rhymes in it. <laughs> Why don't you work with the music department? Why don't you, do, you know, I'll give encouragement in a, just a different way. So I think you should automatically support your friend in their dream, even if you don't agree. And I think you keep your comments to yourself. Um, unless asked. Now, if you're asked for your opinion, I feel like you're obligated or it's your duty as a friend to give your honest opinion in the most digestible way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you should automatically support your friend because everything, like even us, a group of friends, I may not understand. I don't want to say I don't like, but I may not understand what everybody's dreams or everybody's ambitions are. But it's not my job to dismiss them or um, unencourage you to, I mean, discourage you to go and, you know, go and live life and do what you're supposed to do. Whatever like right. That. So um, I think you should make a support. So I'm going to name different types of supporters and you tell me if there's ever a time for you to what that type of what that type of supporter means to you. And is there an appropriate time to be that type of um, supporter? Y'all ready? Oh, gosh. Unconditional supporter. What does that mean to you? And is there a time for you to be that? Unconditional supporter. um, Yeah. 
when you know there is just no way in hell that that person gonna achieve that. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but you gonna still be there to cheer it on and boost them. They baby want to make cakes. Bitch, you know you can't bake, but I'm gonna be there. Eggshells all in the damn cake, and then you don't have a lawsuit filed against you. Oh, but baby, I'm right there at the courthouse. We're gonna be right here at this court together. Outside selling cake and pies. That that shell did not come in that cake. <laughs> Your Honor, I was there when she cracked that egg. It was not in that cake. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's when you get that unconditional support when you just know it may not be. It may not be something that's gonna go, but you just gonna you. You might not be the best at it, but you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Um, I got to throw some money into it. I will. (laughs) That's unconditional support. Right. That's unconditional support. Yeah. Summed up. It's not even me to say nothing. (laughs) No. I mean, it says when when it's appropriate to be this type of supporter. Um. Uh, and what 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 how would you describe an unconditional supporter go ahead I, I it's the same thing you guys already said um you know when you know that they trying to put on a concert and you know ain't nobody coming baby you can't sing <laughs> uh, you know you ain't, ain't nobody gonna be there you know uh, the, all those different things and mm. <laughs> the is, like see even if you know they can't sing maybe because there are a lot of artists who can't sing but you may have the personality I mean, you you got that personality, right? And people like you. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about nowadays. So, <laughs> ain't no factor no more. So I'ma say, okay. So, um, an unconditional support is somebody who will stand against it all, even when you in your wrong. <laughs> so, ain't gonna you in your wrong. You know what I mean? I'm just not doing so, that. so prime example. So, if you know, if I'm an unconditional supporter and somebody introduce you and they give you all these accolades. And now that I'm built you up, that you're finna come out here and kill it. As an unconditional supporter, when you are suck, when you are sucking, I'm still gonna say that. Yes. That's my friend That's right my now. Everybody's yeah. like, sing. And you be like, do y'all hear that hot cat on the t- I mean that cat on a hot tin roof? Child, they sound the damn mess, but you know. Right. So like That's everybody. my dog. My dog my dog had a cold. My dog couldn't say that night. See? My dog had a cold. Unconditional support. Dream killer. <laughs> when is it appropriate to be a dream killer? What does a dream killer? Never mean appropriate to, you? to kill anybody's dream, unless you want to be like now. Nah, hold up, <laughs> unless you're trying to be Scarface and you're trying to be like the biggest coke dealer in the damn world. Then yeah, I'm killing your dream then. Because if it's illegal, some illegal shit, yeah, we're gonna kill your dream then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going because dealers. I'm not going. I'm not going People down with you. Drug dealers. They do. They do. The Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> you know what? I'm. So I asked a friend. So I asked a friend. So y'all know. Okay. So what is the definition of a drug dealer, real quick? What's the definition of a drug dealer? Um, someone who pushes. Um, Product. not would say illegal substances, but um, what's the word? Narcotics. Narcot. It could be narcotics, but it yeah, exactly. um, it'd be narcotics. It could be because you could be a pill pusher. Mm-hmm. Opioids and all that stuff. So to me, <laughs> to me, it's um, by any means necessary pushing illegal things for um, for personal gain. So by any means necessary. So I mean, and, and that's people, what I whatever. So I told a friend of mine, I was like, "Oh, so you're going to see a drug dealer?" She was like, "There ain't no drug dealer." I said, "Just because they sell edibles, that's a drug. It's, it's a infused drug. with drug. She's a drug dealer." <laughs> yeah. 
That's a joke. <laughs> it's like, and it's but like, like I said, promoting. But like I said, it doesn't have to be illegal because people there are people who sell pills that you get from your pharmacist. True. It's not an illegal drug. Absolutely. It's not illegal. But what you're doing is illegal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but so the, you're drug, still pushing the actual it drug is not illegal, but the activity is right. illegal. Yeah, activity. And of course, you know, people do some some things to, to keep that lifestyle going. So that's what and I'm that's saying. why I, so when you said dream kill, like if you if you want to sell drugs, like, <laughs> do y'all do y'all feel like somebody who sell edibles is a drug dealer? Yes. 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 And it's yes. okay. Uh dream killer. So I feel like the time to be a dream killer when it's appropriate is if your friend asks you or someone asks you for your honest opinion and you feel like they don't have it as a friend, you find a way to tell them that as delicately as possible. Hmm. I think it's still deemed as a dream killer because you're basically telling somebody you're asking my opinion. I don't feel like you have it to do as well as you are aspiring to do mm-hmm. now. Doing that may be prime example. You may not be have the it factor to be Beyonce, but you can have the it factor to be the dream. Mm, okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like if you if you 45 and you're trying to break into the music business to do pop, the baby let that go. Right. <laughs> you may want to try the poetry or gospel. Or, you, you know, know you might want to try <laughs> writing or you know um, whatever you know. So. It's kind of like a dream killer still, but it's mm-hmm. that ain't for you. You don't. I mean, because a lot of times, in order to do certain things, you have to have the it factor for that. Right. You could be a phenomenal singer, but you don't have any stage presence. Right. You're not going to get as you far. You might want to go sing as somebody it. who can just hold a note, but is eye catching right. and attention grabbing on stage. Can you can always go sing at the old folks' home. <laughs> Prime example. You look at Rihanna. Rihanna is not the most talented singer. But she has the it factor. Right. Yeah, she does. You know what I mean? Every day, I don't think she has an it factor. I just she has it now. She didn't have it in the beginning. I just think that but she, she has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she, she does. And, and the thing about but it is, but Beyonce saw it way back then because remember, they wanted to put all their attention into Tierra Marie. Oh, yeah. Lower Tierra Marie is, yeah. who has the better vocal ability, but Rihanna has it. Yeah. And I don't Mary think, J. Blige. Like, like I said, not I the don't best think, singer. But she has um, it. Yeah. But she has it. Yeah. She does have it. She has that around. <laughs> like the way, I girl. said about about mm-hmm. um about Rihanna, I think her attitude is the it factor because I don't think none of her talent is. I think her her attitude that she's just confident in who she is. I think that's it because I don't, I don't sit, look at that. There's no it factor. Now, Marriage Blige, she do have an it factor. So watch so, this. So I'm saying, a- that. wasn't it Adrian Balon? Balon. She can sing. She ain't got it. Mm-mm. But see, it worked in 3OW, the group. But you thought you was more than that, and it didn't work. I don't even think she did. She, just she didn't a, ever go solo, did she? No, but they, they tried. Because remember, her and the other girl tried to do it, and then they did the Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls and everything. The formula didn't work. So, yeah. But Cheetah Girls were on for a long time, though. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. I mean, Cheetah Girls was big, huge. But, I mean, I get what you're saying. They didn't do it on. They always had to have somebody, because Raven... Yeah, Raven. Raven was the Beyonce girl. of the Cheetah Girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was the Cheetah Girl. <laughs> yeah, man, no mistake about it. No mistake about it. What would you be without me? <laughs> unbothered supporter. Oh, <laughs> that unbothered supporter. When you tell, <laughs> when you tell them like, "Oh my God, I got my concert coming up," and they go to a Major Blige concert instead. Yeah, that's unbothering. I'm like, child. 
That's a dream killer and an unbothered, <laughs> unbothered supporter. So, <laughs> I think an unbothered supporter is like, oh, okay. Well, I support you and everything that you do. If I'm in town that weekend, I'll be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're not going to sacrifice to support you, but right. if it's convenient, they yeah. will support right. you. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've been playing months and months. And they're like, oh, I just heard a major. Oh, yeah, child, I'll be at a concert. Oh, but well, damn. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't remind me. <laughs> Unbothered. <laughs> Clicks, likes, and comments. What's got social media up in a tizzy? We are spreading a little awareness. <laughs> Prom season. I have to admit, <gasps> I am impressed by what I have saw so far. Um, the kids are really taking it to a whole nother level. It hasn't been as ratchet so far. It, yeah, but it I hasn't. think we early in prom season, right? Yeah, we early. We're very we're early. early. It, they really kind of pop off towards the end of the month, mm-hmm. but because the graduation is May twenty eighth for a lot of people, because last day of school is May thirty first. But um. Yeah, so I, I have been thoroughly impressed so far. I think people are kind of taking it back to the classy. Because, um, you know, the year before last and last year, no, not that. <laughs> people was getting these custom dresses and stuff made. And, of course, the alterations wasn't right. You know, they had a, they had a picture that was sketched out. But by the time that they got the outfit, it was just a man's boo, womp, womp, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, it, by the time they got the dress back, it didn't fit. They had on gain weight or it just was too tight or whatever. But they put it on anyway. You know, the guys, I was so unimpressed by them guys wearing them big old pants. <laughs> it looked like they daddy pants, and then they would try to have them high water so they can show their little loafers and stuff. So It just wasn't cute. So those are two, that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because this, the trend that I'm seeing now is that a lot of the girls now are wearing pants. Yeah. Or they're having the dress incorporate like pants or something like mm-hmm. that. So like it has a train, but it's still right. pants and they have the sequin on the pants or um, the rhinestone and stuff like that on the pants. So I think that's different because now people are. Oh, and let's not forget Black Panther. Now people are wearing, you know, um, kente cloth and dashiki cloth right. um, type of gowns. I've seen that, I've seen that as well. You know, Beautiful. too, or whatever. So I'm like, oh, OK, so everybody's really trying to embrace being different, but being Bring bringing their own glamorous, right? Um, their own glamour to the night or whatever. Um, a lot of girls are growing natural hair, so they're not. It's not all about the tresses and everything. You know, a lot of them are wearing braids and updos and locks and um and kinky twists and all sorts of kind of stuff. But it still looks very elegant. And a lot of the makeup is very um soft, so it's not a whole bunch of co- <laughs> a mess <laughs> colors and stuff like that in the face of that. But the one thing I want all the guys to do, like, listen, sl- skinny pants are not for everybody. They're not. Uh, high waters or, ang- or or cropped pants is what they are wanting to be. But you're wearing high waters, not cropped pants. Right. Um, everybody is not able to wear these loafers with no socks. Know what works for your body. If you, you not to, need, you have to. If you not lotion need, don't first. wear pants that draw attention to your not needs. And red if bottoms just not make your outfit look good because they ain't red bottoms. As far as Christian Louboutins, they're not. They're not always. They're they not. could be Steve Madden's with red bottoms. Right. Not reading Steve Madden. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, know what works for you. If you got a kickstand leg, I'm gonna need you to wear something else. Well, killed. And, and even if you have, because of course, you know, a lot of people just be want to like it. They want to, you know, they want to give the impression that they are ballers and they balling out. Start early enough 
so that you can get things the way you want it. Because I think a lot of people have these great visions and stuff, but the designers, they get so many requests to do so many dresses that they're not able to keep up doing five, six, seven dresses. They're doing everything the same way. And everybody and dress look the same. And everybody, you're right. It looks the same and it's not for everybody type Mm-mm. because, of course, every every woman is not shapely. So you're not going to look good in a shapely gown. I'll tell you, it's just going to like, whoom. And the next thing you know, it's too big. It's falling off y'all night or whatever. And it, it's just, it just look a mess. Seems it's wrong. Right. Yeah. And you could tell that the person is actually uncomfortable when they're taking the pictures. And then you putting down on social media. So why I only got 100 likes? Okay, baby, we could tell that you're not comfortable in your own skin. We could tell that you're not comfortable in what you why got you on. Why are you looking for likes, though? That's the whole Yeah, I mean, uh, but you know, that's what the Saints are into now. They're looking for, oh, I only got 100. I need 200 for my prom outfit. Okay, well, no, baby, it may not be in 200 because... You know, it really did look a mess. Or your mama dropped the ball, or she wasn't able to get the material, or get a real person who does this on a regular that's going to charge you $300 to make the dress, and you got to buy the material that's $400. You know what I'm saying? But you wanted to spend 200 because that was your budget. You know, yeah, got to be conscious of that. Since we're talking about prom dresses, Roa, reunion part two. <laughs> yeah, all of that on prom dresses, especially that on uh, um, Shamil. I mean, Shamaya. Shamari. Shamari. <laughs> so, okay, so part two was kind of good. Um, they got kind of deep. They did get kind of deep. Um, it was it was interesting to watch Greg and Nini's um segment and interaction, and everything, right. and that they're actually considering divorce or breaking up or whatever, whatever. I really feel like this season Nini was meant to play a certain role. You know, I don't feel like that's Nini in real life. I think Nini plays a role for TV. Um, she really turned it up. Like, oh, okay, so. Y'all really trying to keep y'all peach and this and this and this and this and this. And I'm just like, really, Nene? You making it like they're coming at you because they're trying to keep their pitch? No, they're coming at you because of what you did on the show. Now they're able to see what actually happened and what played back and what you said in your confessionals. And now you just don't want to deal with it. You unbo- right. you're like, she, she's like, she that was the, so she, four five months ago. She is the I, most unbothered person. If I could have an award, I would want that award. Because <laughs> she, excuse me, if I could give that award, I would give that award. Because she was so... She was not moved. She didn't flinch. She was just like, oh, okay. And I wouldn't see, I didn't even see it as unbothered. I felt like she was bothered the whole time. She was. And because the thing is, is that she goes back. The thing is, she goes, like they said, she is the most out of all of them. She tweets the most about everybody. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, if you're not thinking about me, why are you even tweeting about me? At this point, and like Cynthia said, yeah. she said, "You know, you mm-hmm. are the type of person that you know if you're down for somebody, you're down. But when you're not, you drag them, mm-hmm. and you and you bring attention to the fact that you don't do them anymore." And Candace said a few seasons because, back, yeah, because of what you, because of what you do and everything. What I did like was, uh, Marlo was they was giving it to Marlo. They really were. And when they said, "Uh, Eva won that shade fest." Between Marlo, Marlo and, and, and Eva. Eva on the bus, bus. yeah, in Tokyo, they was like, uh, <laughs> she did, she Eva did. won, and then Shamari was like, and I got something for that ass too, <laughs> a yeah. convict with a lisp. She said that one was a convict with a lisp. I can't take you serious, baby. I died. And you know that hurt it because Marlo tweeted today, type of stuff. Yeah, I'm a convict with a lisp, but she has been with no record deal. And everyone was just like. That's all you got. But she, but she, <laughs> said, she said she was an alias when you was an alias. She said, "I bet you would let me touch your poom poom if I gave you a Gucci bag." She said, "My favorite Chanel." She said, "What Chanel bag, too, ho?" <laughs> right. I mean, y'all called that. Yeah, she was just really just giving it to her, and she was just like, "What?" Well, and I found it interesting that Nene was taking point 
taking direction from Marlo with how to respond to people. No, exactly. She was like, "No, I don't think it. she was. I don't think she was. She, she just was asking Marlo questions, and Marlo was like, "Child, don't even respond to that." And then when she did, she said exactly what Marlo told her. To right. Say. That's why I think that she just didn't know. And that's why. I, that's why I said I think she was bothered. She wanted to say. She wanted to respond to a lot of stuff. And, and but made it she wanted clear. to play this role. And I think the um. And I want to commend because I I actually felt when Portia really got deep with her mm-hmm. and told her she said this shit hurts. It really does hurt at the end of the day because what you and your husband were dealing with and we were all there for you and for you to turn around and act like this and treat us like this, that shit hurts. And for you just sit there and not respond. Yeah. Yeah. That and I, was, and I, that's, I guess that's why I was saying, mm-hmm. you no, know, I was like, mm-hmm. I give her a war because she played mm-hmm. that very well. She was just yeah. like, oh, OK. That, oh, oh, she said, oh, oh. I mean, it was it was it was fun to me, but it was sad at the same time that you were you were allow them mm-hmm. to put you in that type of position on TV, especially about something so serious as cancer, mm-hmm. and knowing that he actually has survived, you know, because it's it's almost been a year because they started recording but, in June. But but at the right, same yeah, but at June, the same right. time, I completely understand what Nene said when she's like, okay, y'all don't know what it's like to be married to Greg, y'all don't deal with Greg, and like Greg said, Greg said, I'm a lot. Now, granted, could he be saying that for the storyline? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Andy was like, okay, but you seem so this and this and this. She said, yeah, that's what it seemed. But I'm the person that go home with him every night. And we're not sleeping in the same bed. And this and this and this. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, like she really she really told some things. That I was like, ooh. And Greg if the apologized. camera didn't catch that, they wouldn't have heard that from me. Right. My thing is, um, yeah, we on reality TV. If I was on the show, we're on reality TV. What the cameras get is what they get. What they don't get, they'll never know. I'm not going to give them extra information about my uh, my relationship. Y'all but I, I think that's the only time that she actually was going to own up to anything. Because, um, of course, we saw that she wasn't into apologizing. She wasn't into going back and forth and trying to save a friendship. Now, in 2014, when her and Cynthia went through their spat, she was actually saying, she said, I'm not going back in the midst of these girls. I mean, I discussed it, but we'll discuss it. You know, not to miss the people that don't even care. She said, I've been a damn good friend of Cynthia. I, I I felt that. But this season, she's just like, okay, I don't care. I'm not going back and forth with more. But for that, I think she really got a chance to say, okay, well, th- this is where I am. And th- it gave me some reason to understand why she is unbothered about everything else. She's like, my marriage is on the rocks. I could have lost the, the possible love of my life. You know, all the different things. And, I, th- and I think that's the only thing only thing we really gonna get from her and that, that's not, not because that's the aggressive is? and the thing is oh that was another I, thing I, I but the thing was is that that's why i say she wasn't unbothered because as soon as they finished taping the reunion she goes live nini has a youtube channel that right. she's promoting now to right. go and talk about all this stuff why couldn't you just confront it then but you because you can't get a rebuttal you that's know when why. you do your that's YouTube why. channel. That's you why. can't get a rebuttal. Right. Same it's reason a, why Mariah do mm-hmm. what she do when she won't marry the Madison. And you know, Greg apologized for something he said on the reunion last night. He released a statement today because when he called Cynthia his sus, you know, today he retracted. He was like, you know, um, I said something and I'm pretty sure it upset my wife, you know, but I just want y'all to know, you know, at that time I may have thought that Cynthia was my sis, but what they've done to my wife is really wrong whatever whatever well i will say this i'm very surprised nobody slapped anybody like Earth <laughs> kids slapped the dog fuck out of jackie harry jackie <laughs> yes when Jack. she said that i instantly in my mind pictured it <laughs> but let me tell you because it was so funny because i was on twitter and i just saw 
Eartha Kitt was trending and I'm like she dead what is this woman <laughs> trending so it was like um somebody had asked a question they were like tweet your surreal celebrity encounter and Jack A's tweet I guess one <laughs> everybody was talking about it she said Eartha Kitt slapped the fuck out of me she thought I was sleeping with her boyfriend which I was but I didn't know he was taken <laughs> Now, Eartha Kitt is how old? Or was how old? Mm, I'm about to say, because she is sleep with angels. And that's, oh my God, that's just too funny. That's she is, too funny. She is, but then somebody on Twitter was just like, oh my gosh, I saw Eartha Kitt trending and I thought she died. They were saying the same thing about Adela Reese, too. Somebody was like, they, so they were like, you know what? People were like, but well, who going to tell her? Who going to tell her? Jack A is another one. She real shady. She is. She can be real, real shady. You put her in the shade fest. Um, because she said, "Oh, somebody was like, I'm just shook at the fact there's a man with enough juice to successfully holler at Jack A. Harry and Eartha Kitt." So Jack A. came back and said, "He didn't just eat the groceries; he restocked the shelves." Shade. <laughs> I'm oh here my. for it. Love it. Oh, the LMA, king, the king of R and B. Yeah, king the of king R and B. Nope, Jacqueline. Jacquees. I'm like Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> ja, you talking about Jacquees? Ja- ja- Jacquees. Whatever his name is. His name versus LMA. I thought it so, was Jackets. Um, last week um, at the Drake concert, Tory Lanez is the opening act. He brought out Jacquees or whatever. Why? Because uh, that's his friend. He said that's his homeboy. That's that's his homeboy. You know, that's good. That's his good homeboy. So, um, I didn't see the whole show, but I saw the part where he sung his version of LMA's trip. So LMA came like back. Like I said, cover. King R B show some respect. Yeah, so LMA just came out and you know, she was just like, you know, you have to be a really sad individual where you go to a, a arena where there are thousands of people and you can't perform any of your own songs you have to perform somebody else's song mm-hmm. are you new throwing shade like that oh and a lot of people were uh, a lot of people were upset at lma they were just like you know they were, a lot of people were coming for her and i just don't think that that should have happened at all because people were like they were like lma um didn't you start out singing people's songs and everything and it was like no she never sung people's songs live everybody she did it on youtube and but you different. did. Oh, but that's but she never different. did a concert. Like that's very different. That's you never go to different. a show. She didn't go to a show singing other people's songs. She did it on YouTube, you know, just like a YouTube video. So, and I feel like she does have a leg to stand on. This is her song, and you're taking it and you're just performing it everywhere. But of course, Tory Lanez and everybody, um, Jacquees' girlfriend Breezy came out. They were like, Well, he doesn't even want Breezy, she's like singer rapper. Or something like that, but they came out and they were just like, He doesn't even like performing the song. The DJ put it on and made him sing, he didn't even want to sing the song. So, but here's my thing mm-hmm. though my question is, Why did LMA feel the need to address him about singing other people's songs? Did she feel some type of way because she sang, she sung his song? I mean, he, he sung, sung her, her song. song because let's be clear, all of them do it. Tamar do has it. done it, yes. Beyonce does it. Uh, you know, uh, Rihanna has done it. so. Like different people do it just to show, you know, they're they're paying um, homage to other people in the business that they like. Mm-hmm. You know, because the song is a pretty hot song. So well, I mean, he probably let's put it this way here though. 
because when you say Beyonce does it or these artists do it, they actually sing. They actually are paying homage and singing the song. He remixed the song and turned it into his own. So it's not called Trip anymore. It's called something. He made it something else. And I think the whole beef was is when he released it. You know, like these people were saying, he was getting money off of it, and DJ Mustard came back and was like, "Oh no, y'all finna take that shit down." Right. So that's, see, that's you know, y'all finna take that shit down. But see, and see and I thought it was just no. That, no. Um, he made he made uh, as soon as the kinda, song kinda came like out. Yeah, as song as so it wasn't came like out. when they did the boot up, like a lot of people did the boot up channel, like when T Pain all of them did. Yeah, I it was. Yeah, it. it was something like right. that. But he made it a song, and you know, like Jacquees always, he just what was it? He take he take other people. Yeah, being right. He turned it around. So so that's my thing. Right. If 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 it boiled down to the fact that mm-hmm. okay, so now you remade my song, you didn't get permission, and I'm not getting no money for it. Okay, I'm gonna get my coins. Or I'm gonna get it shut down. All that it's a sad thing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, to me, it, that's, it, that's but to, the thing is, it's because she can't it, it, really. But it, she's not gonna get any money for it because he's not profiting for him. I mean, which is now. fine. But my mm-hmm. but my thing is that mm-hmm. what what was it worth for you to come off this road your own right? To get into an internet beef with somebody who it it wouldn't even matter. If it's anything, matter. again, the the shade or the criticism that you threw at him now, because you never know how people are going to receive it. Now it's backfired because now they're talking about you. They're talking about you, right. and they're Not like him. now they're feeling like you're on your high horse. Right, and at the end of, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, of course, licensing is licensing; it protects you. So if he if he sells anything that has a sample or your beat or what have you, you're going to get your coin. Regardless, uh, mm-hmm. or whoever produced that is going to get their coin. Mm-hmm. I mean, to and, me, I look at it as free publicity and I th- of, of 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 your music. And I think a, a that way they, of getting I, your music. And out. it maybe she may, and we don't know she may feel some type of way because I I will say this now when this when he did release his version, everyone was saying his version was better than hers. They just liked his version better, and that's, that's and going that's to what happen. it was, and that's what they were saying. That's said that's why they said he performed it in London, which I I guess maybe that's another reason why she felt the way because that's where she's from. So he sung it there. Right, that, that's and so it's just like people read people remix. But like they I'm said, now, but and I you know what the thing you, was that will always be the guys, yours. The DJ said that everyone was shouting for him to sing that song. So here's mm-hmm. the thing, it goes back to kind of what we talked about earlier today. Mm-hmm. It's easier to chop and screw and remix something that's already complete yeah you didn't have to <laughs> preach huh preach i'm just saying so you didn't have to go to the studio and create something from nothing you had something that was already hot already hot so you chopped it and screwed it and you made it work pe- for your voice yeah because people don't people don't remake nothing that ain't hot honey huh classics you see what i'm saying when they so, remake classes you know it had to be a good so song it, so it was easier for you to do that and for them to say oh but we like it better okay yeah you like it better because he's had the original to chop and screw and, and fit yeah, towards to feed off mm-hmm. of, right to to to, to what the, he can excell at you know and, that, and that's why he ain't that, got the voice that's what i look at it as the so. beatles who wrote them songs back in the day true colors and uh mm-hmm. michael jackson beat it and uh all this time all those people have made samples of that music and keeping that music fresh. Anytime you can get it, you can get it. Janet Jackson, they chopped and screwed. It's hot, even hot than it was back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. But that person the, is still but the thing is, known it's not, as that record. And you know what the thing is, like you said, it's it's not the point of you know people doing other people's song because even when you think about some of Aretha Franklin's greatest hits, even Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You." Dolly Parton. <laughs> she sat there with her legs, her big old breasts, and her legs. Were set. Sing, sing, I'm sing. Lying. And how much is she worth? Six hundred and fifty million dollars. 
Don't care. You get the Grammys. Girl, you get that. Long as long as this bank good, you can sing it all day long. Sing it all day long. Sing it all day long. But Go guess hell. what? The name stays here. The name stays here. Anyway, 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 anyway I said, he said the name stays here. See, the name stays here. They got my little blood on it. Yeah. Bullock. And some people, like you said, it's just some people can make a song more famous. <laughs> but. I mean, but, I mean, Jocko is, he's just, to me, he's just a fly by night anyway. I mean, unfortunately, mm, he has, like he, he <gasps> has, okay, Breezy gonna come get you he right has now. definitely, he has the confidence. Breezy that, his girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, but he has the confidence of, oh my God, if I had his confidence, I, I just, <laughs> you, <you'd be laughs> you know, I don't know where I would be right now, but his confidence is on 1000 of him to even call himself the king of R&B. LMA, take the high road, girl, let it go, because your album is amazing. I definitely think that you are one of the greatest writers over there. And you have a Grammy. she wrote all of us, though. Yeah, she got a Grammy. Mm. And people know her all over the world. They probably don't know Jacquez and or maybe the East Coast and the West Coast, Central Central American. I don't know jackets either. Um, <laughs> Jermaine Dupree says Nipsey Hussle is, is Jesus. Jesus. He believes Nipsey Hussle is Jesus. Um, First it was West, <laughs> um, so I don't doubt uh, all the contributions that he's done for his community. Bring it on. Um, and everything, but I do not see him turning water into wine. I did not see him rolling back the stone and not being there. Ooh. Spoiler alert! Ooh, the tomb is empty. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, got a, I got a holler. I got a holler. I got a holler in my bed. So, it's brewing. So, <laughs> he only so, borrowed that tomb, baby. Ain't it right, he ain't right. So, uh, uh, Nipsey, he's still there. Huh. And gonna be. Until he come again. <laughs> and the dead shall rise first. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get enough of just, just, just no. The day just, in Christ just shall rise first. Absolutely. Let's just be clear. Let's be clear. Because <laughs> a lot of people are gonna stay to stay right there where the hell they at. Okay. I just, I just, you know, just what possesses a person just to just say something. Maybe like he, that. Went, maybe he meant Jesus. No, because he came back and said, um, Joe Button said the same thing, and y'all, he's like, if y'all don't believe what Joe I'm Button. saying, you can't, he was like, um, can't take him serious. Basically, y'all don't know the Bible or whatever or something like that. It was, I don't know. I, but, I mean, and I just, <laughs> isn't, isn't it wonderful, you I guys? Mean, hell, I mean, hell, they have prayed, I can't tell him and, and, and Colin Kaepernick apart. Um, so, Wendy Williams files for divorce. Oh, y'all want to let me get my piece out? Uh, uh, oh, you had a piece? Put your piece in there. Yeah, put your What's piece in there about Mr. Hustle. I just said, you know, it's just wonderful how, like we were talking about earlier, you know, the people who are in the hustle game. <laughs> I say the hustle game, not the drug game. But we 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 see what's going on. We just use use the blind eye. It's so wonderful how they're celebrated. But people who work really really hard and actually go through education, I, I just feel like we we put too much effort in people who have a struggle as opposed to people who didn't have a struggle. It seems like you always got to be down with the hood. You always got to be in a hustle game. You always have to go through something first in order to be appreciated. What about the people who actually went to college, was upstanding citizens, worked their way up, was able to really figure out real, real, genuine business strategies to actually produce jobs, companies, and things of that sort, and then they they didn't have to get shot or shoot people to do it. You know, what about those people? I think we give a lot of credit to those people. I don't think we give a lot of credit to those people. I I don't think we do, but I think a lot of other people do, especially when they talk calling people Jesus. You don't, I mean... Jesus was but, a person but I think of love. He, he he wasn't a person that was flashy. But he wasn't I, a person that I, was. Uh, okay, this is my thing though. The, with the college, I'm thing, not going to go there. I'm okay, with the college thing though is though what makes a person with a college degree better than the next person? And it, I it, and, it I, just though, and I just want to say this though because I just want to say this today. If I gotta if I gotta come up mm-hmm. by 
being in the gang and killing people and doing things that people well, in the street no. do. And I'm not saying this yeah. is what he did because I don't know the whole story, so I'm a little mm-hmm. ignorant to it. But what I am saying is, is that we we know what was going on. No, I don't know shit. I, don't I didn't know, know who he was until he was gone. Yeah. So I'm be honest. Exactly. So how does that make him Jesus? I didn't say he was. Jermaine fucking cracked out. Roach looking Dupree did. Said he was Jesus. What I'm going to say to your point is, <laughs> um, I don't think you measure a person by the good by the bad deeds that they've done, and that's right. to equal out to the good deeds they've done. Mm-hmm. I think that because there are some people who have made it out of the hood, who have gotten to um, you know, these prominent careers and don't go back. And, and don't lift anybody people. else. And don't lift anybody that else. That comes back to Mariah Carey. Like, <laughs> I did my work to get to where I am. Now you do yours. I could do it, so you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, whatever his background is or whatever a drug dealer's background is, because there are a lot of preachers who are saving mm-hmm. souls who was in the game back in the day. So I think you can't measure a person based off of their past. You only base them off of what they are doing and contributing to society today. Right. So, because... Yeah, if the person did get their money from back in the day from doing things that were illegal or that were not, you know, um, conducive to society, they learned the lesson. They did what they needed to do to pay their debt to society. And then they said, you know what? This is what I need to do to put back into my community where I came from so that someone else don't go through and do what I did. I'm going to do this. Was he a humanitarian? Yes, yes. he was. Is he turning water into wine? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Is he giving blind to the to uh, uh giving sight to the blind? Absolutely not. Is he humanitarian and giving people hopes and dreams and making the reality? And that's the thing. Yes. I think that being a humanitarian will always outweigh um maybe corporate level success. I think being that just genuine humanitarian, you know, you, you know, like even if you look at a Princess Diana or somebody even though she was just the princess, her work will always outlive that queen with the queen. Even though she's the queen Elizabeth, Princess Diana's name will always live on it was, it beyond was bigger, the queen. Right, it was mm-hmm. bigger because, because of her, human, her, her, um, the things she did for the world, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what Nipsey is because he's bringing people together. When you can bring people together, I think that outweighs a lot of stuff if you're just a person who's just being successful and you're not reaching out and bringing the community together. I go back and forth with all mm-hmm. that, but you know, let's move on. <laughs> Wendy Williams files for divorce. <sighs> so I'm gonna put my two cents out there. We can move on okay. after everybody else. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say that because I feel that when Whit- when Wendy Whitney when Wendy came back and she was like, as long as you see this ring, we're good. And I don't want to talk about da 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 da. She did that, and I feel that it was contingent on the baby. Um, DNA test, test. Yeah. the DNA test. Mm-hmm. The baby was born. DNA test was done. Mom was broke the hell up. She disappeared, and now here we go. This is what it is. Um, you know, because like she said, all marriages go through things. Big Kevin may have said this and this and this and this. Okay, now the paternity test says something different. Okay, now I look like a fool out here in these streets, and I got to go back to work. That's what I think is what happened. Whether they admit to it today or evermore, I don't know. But that's all I got to say about it. Mm-hmm. I really don't give a care anymore. The fact that she didn't address it head on and be done with it in the very beginning. And then now it's like she's trying to um, pussy pop and backstep and, and tootsie roll out of it. Ugh, whatever. I think she did an amazing job today. 
I think so too. She did an amazing job. And it came out she so had, early. She could, I was I was shocked about it. But like the way she came around, did it, it was out there. She did it so professional. It was like she talked about it, but she didn't talk about it. She's like, I'm gonna put it. She's like, Yeah, we got. She said everybody has stuff that they don't want to put out about. You know, they don't want to share. Everybody, she said, everybody I, she said we all have stuff that we don't want to share. That's just not my the, business is your business, right? But you know, we all love whatever. I, I mm-hmm. think she did an awesome job. She um, talked about the baby, and <laughs> she was just like, "Oh no, because my days of raising, um, changing diapers, that's over." <laughs> you and, knew. And, she, <laughs> and then with the, uh, with the cooking thing, she said, "She said, oh, okay, oh, you know, I'm not cooking anymore." She said, "I'm doing what's best." She said, "I'm." She said, "Now I'm doing, um, making a better life or something." She's doing for her and Lakeith. She said, "Yeah, I'm making better decisions for me and Lakeith." I think, <laughs> I think she's to the point now where she possibly has had enough. Um, you know, everyone has that breaking point. No, no, let's 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 not even um negate that. Now, yes, they have been business partners, yes, they have been lovers and friends and have a child together. But I think she at this point she's kinda had enough and she know that she was going back and she knows she's getting older. So of course when you get a certain age you can't have that stress anymore. Uh, she's almost she's pushing sixty. Um mm. soon. Yeah, them knees look like it. <gasps> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she she's getting older now and I really believe she wanna kinda really enjoy the rest of her older life without the stress because I mean when you have a business partner Somebody that's cheating and all the type of stuff like that, and you gotta try to stay in the public eye, keep up opinions and stuff. So I think she did really, really good. I don't think she should address it. I think she should keep people wondering and let everybody else worry about it and let her do her thing, continue to talk about everybody else. And you know, when and the divorce harder. is over, it'll be over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the honestly, I think the only reason why she did address it is because when she first came back, the first thing she said was, When you no longer see this, then you can ask me questions about it. Yeah, she so took when it, she, she took, took it off. off, so I'm like, I guess she's like, okay, I got to uphold my end of the bargain, but whatever. Answering for a friend. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Tia from Houston. First, I want to say I absolutely love you guys and want, and want you and want, and want to bring you uh, to my weekly podcast um, timeline. And what you bring. I'm sorry. I can't read. Let me start over. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, it's Tia from Houston. First, I want to say I absolutely love you guys and what you bring to my weekly podcast timeline. Thank you, sweetheart. We love you, too. So let's just get to it. I have this friend who has really fallen off on their hygiene and upkeep. Ooh. Huh. He used to really fly, but all of a sudden he just doesn't care anymore or it appears he doesn't care. I'm trying to figure out how to approach him so that it doesn't come across as harsh. But sometimes I don't want to invite him to go places with me because he just doesn't come presentable. What should I do? Have you ever had a friend you had to provide some feedback to regarding their appearance or hygiene? Help us with that. (laughs) Who want to go first? Um, First, I would ask, Okay, so has something happened? Because if a person is normally fly and all of a sudden they don't care about their appearance or they're not, their hygiene isn't up to par, something has happened. Um, You know, maybe it's, I don't know, I can't even think of anything. I mean, it could be anything, but maybe something depression, has happened. Something it like could that. be depression, it could be, you know, end of a relationship, you know, maybe they don't feel so attractive anymore, you know, maybe, you know, low self-esteem or something, you know, um, is why they could feel that way. I think you should have a very delicate conversation like, hey, so what's going on? Because, I mean, you just don't seem to be yourself anymore. And they were like, what you mean? Like, you used to be, you used to take so much pride in your appearance. And it's like, now you barely get a haircut or you barely do this. Or, you know, you really don't, you know, iron your clothes anymore. And, you know, (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, just you know, just kind of be a little delicate about it. Don't be like, "Bitch, you stink," and <laughs> I can't take you nowhere because you look a mess. You don't say that, but you know, kind of dress it up like, "What's going on?" Because you're off, and I'm trying to understand why you're off. And the only reason why I know you're off is because this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Have I had to provide feedback to somebody? I have provided feedback to someone because I felt like they were just not taking any pride in their appearance. And I let them know that, you know, people judge you. And it's mainly in the workplace. People will prejudge you based off of what you look like in the workplace. If you come in here with these grandma slides, this diver mad black battered woman wig, <laughs> um, or whatever like that, you know, people will judge you. And you could be the best at your job you could be this and this and this you know if you come to work and you you know like Aloysius taught me about you know big and tall section mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I didn't know that an extra large and big and tall is different than extra large and regular Absolutely. so you know so seeing a friend that did not know that there was a difference <laughs> you know when you raise your hand all I see is your navel mm-hmm. that's a problem you know providing that feedback like hey well maybe you should you know mm-hmm. like I didn't know that it exists so maybe you should try that because they didn't think that they were tall mm-hmm. but based on measurements, you know, torso and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, you find ways to kind of help without being cruel and critical. Um, I think um, you should bring it up in a story, meaning like, you know, you... <laughs> Just you, one time at band camp. Yeah, you kind of fabricate some type of story, just like, um, you know, like you're writing us. I think you should talk about another friend. And, you know, just ask that friend, what are their thought? What are their thoughts on, you know, because, of course, like we said in the beginning, somebody always going to be overcritical of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Sales. So see how they actually feel about somebody else doing something about not keeping themselves up or whatever. Then, of Ooh, course, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what may what may actually happen is say, well, yeah, they may actually start looking at themselves and say, well, you know, I, I've, I've kind of fell off. I don't really be caring about it anymore because I'm going through it. And then, of course, you can find out whether mm-hmm. they're depressed. You can right. find out such and such and such. And then there'll be kind of like an open door to kind of talk about yourself. So, yeah, I kind of went through that myself. You know, child, I had to start buying this. I had to start doing that. I had to start, you know, taking care of extra care of my feet because I know my feet stunk or whatever like mm-hmm. that. You can start doing that. And, of course, there'll be a way of actually letting them know mm-hmm. these are things that work for me. Well, mm, then you kind of open. How you been to the dentist? Maybe you should get a tooth pull or, you know. Yeah, I say, yeah, it's, it's just so expensive. You know, just talking about how much you have to pay. Mm-hmm. But like, well, yeah, I mean, but. Thank God they got, I have a health savings account where I can go in and get it. What type of account do you have? Then say, oh, I have this. Oh, how often do you go? Okay, well, you know, you can come to my person because, you know, they got this special going on or whatever. So it's always a way. I, I Oh, have to... I told you about this new deodorant I use? It's black and mm-hmm. white. You know, it doesn't fade your blacks. Yes. And it doesn't turn your whites yellow. Yes. Maybe you should try it if you have <laughs> hygiene. You know, that, that's how you kind of like, oh, I tried yeah, this. Yeah, you, you open up. Because anytime that you put the light on something else, mm-hmm. it's easy for people to kind of look at that situation and see themselves, mm-hmm. as opposed to you coming directly to them and you know just kind of right out the bat, oh girl, uh, uh-uh. you know, because pe- people will they're, they're telling themselves in conversations eventually, yeah, you know, like we do in this love and logic versus logic. A lot of time we tell on ourselves, amen, praise God. Oh, I do all the time. Oh, I, I say ditto to everything you guys said because that was professionally done. I was just like, <laughs> I, I really didn't have nothing to add because you said everything. It was I mean, just I, like <laughs> it, it has worked for me um, because I, I, I worked just... I worked with a lot of different, especially African Americans. You know, I've worked with mm-hmm. the ratchet of the ratchets. I've worked with the classy of the classies. 
um, in, in my short time. <laughs> what you trying to hold? You? <laughs> I mean, and and I've had to approach things in a different way, you know, because you can't talk to JJ from Avenue B like you can talk to Susie from uh, University Christian uh, Private School. You, you you can't you can't do that. It's a, it's a totally different conversation. What would you do? Ooh, that oh. was good for be horse. Oh, you back? I, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> you back? I ain't cracked this week. All right, you ain't all cracked. <laughs> <laughs> crack is a whack. Oh lord. So, there you go. Um, I lost. I lost it. I just had it. It's right here. Thank you, Suzanne. All right. So, what would you do if you had bad gas? You know that you about to set the room on fire. <laughs> would you just sit there and act like it wasn't you, or would you exclude, excuse yourself from the room? So it depends. <laughs> it depends on if I can slide it out and just stay seated, mm-hmm. so it kind of muffles it. Mm-hmm. But if I know it's gonna make a noise, then I'm going to excuse myself. <laughs> exactly, because um. But unfortunately, nothing makes me matter than somebody to pass gas in a environment with other people and act like it wasn't them. Ooh, in the elevator. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, it smells like burnt bologna spam. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you're sitting on it, it don't it makes it worse because it's it's like a, the air just kind of seeping through, so it goes every right. different every different opening. Yeah, so it goes from the back side in the middle of all that. And next thing you know, it's just like somebody dropped a stink bomb. You just be like, oh my goodness. Oh, somebody did drop a stink bomb. You just act like it wasn't you. That's like gas is not meant to smell like Febreze. (laughs) You just act like it wasn't you. I'm going to excuse myself because I. um, But you don't. (laughs) Oh, I have gotten much better trust. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to excuse. No. I'm just going to act like it was somebody else. Or I might move to a different place in the room where it's not heavily congregated. So I wonder where it's heavily congregated. <laughs> well, we definitely know what want to know. What would you guys do? You can always email us at no shit Sherlock at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Uh, Tia from Houston. We love you. No shit Sherlock pod, SoundCloud, Facebook, Shit Sherlock and Instagram pay about a pound a no shit Sherlock pod. Follow us, click like, comment, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. And until next time, we love you. Peace, love, and so love.